Welcome to Snowmobile Sessions Live on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. It's the number one destination to learn about snowmobiling, network with other sledders, and have an awesome time doing it. We'll meet other snowmobilers that share your passion and show your fan photos along the way. Snowmobile Sessions Live. Enjoy the ride. This episode of Snowmobile Sessions Live is brought to you by Energy Power Sports. They're Oakville's full-line BRP dealer with sales and service to all BRP models and so much more. Energy Power Sports always has the fun in store with a wide selection of clothing, parts, and accessories for all your power sports passions. Make Energy Power Sports your source for Can-Am off-road ATV and side-by-sides. Can-Am on-road Riker and Spider, including the sporty F3S, Sea-Doo watercraft and switch pontoon boats and Alumacraft fishing boats powered by Mercury Marine. Put yourself on a Manitou pontoon or a widescape stand-up snowmobile. Energy Power Sports is the home for Lynx and Ski-Doo snowmobiles for the entire family. Do you feel the energy? Energy Power Sports, 879 Cranberry Court, Oakville, Ontario, or online, energypowersports.ca. All right. We're here with Brett McDowell from Marlin Products. How are you doing tonight, Brett? Hey, I'm doing great, Gary. Thanks very much. That's good. Are you getting lots of riding in this time of year? Well, if you ask my wife, yes. If you ask me, not nearly enough. I think that goes with everybody. I don't care if you're riding mountains or trails or or what you're doing. That That's a typical answer, <laughs> you know? So just this is our second last episode of season three so thank you for being here it's our last episode with a with a guest next week uh we're just going to get a couple of friends and fans on screen with us i think wisco said he's in i want mass art around i want sexy eyes on board we got to get wisco side chick in the house um everybody that wants to come in uh to be on screen what 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 I want you to do is email the fast track snowmobile traction products fan photo email fan photo at mudbrats.com fan photo at mudbrats.com. I'll set up the link. I'll send it out to you guys. And then, uh, and then next week we'll just sit around, drink a few beers and, and talk about the season that was and the season that never was and your highlights, your low lights. And we're going to hear all about mass art blowing up two sleds in 10 minutes next week as well so that'll be pretty good you ever blown up two sleds like that before brett uh i've crashed two sleds in 10 minutes yes i've never <laughs> actually blown them up but i've crashed them before yeah it's always good to take a spare sled to the hill and sometimes when you don't get out of the parking lot it, it makes for an interesting story let's put it that way oh for sure for sure so you're from marlin products so people that may not know what marlin products is all about could you give us an idea of, of what your company's about? Yeah, you bet I can, Gary. So Marlon's not just sled decks. Um, some people think that because that's what they have or that's what they've seen. But we are a distribution company. We're the largest distributor for uh, caravan boat trailers and Shoremaster dock lift and hoist, uh, period. And then we also have our own Marlon branded line. And that goes from sled decks to side-by-side -side decks to the single loader that we'll probably touch on a little bit. 
going forward. And also uh, our boat line, we have a line of uh, John boats and utility boats. And we also have a, a utility line of trailers as well. Um, mostly steel at this point, but getting into aluminum. We've got our new multi-trailers that we released last season, uh, which is a combination of, hence the name multi, it's a combination of a snowmobile trailer. It can be a side-by-side trailer, a quad trailer, a bike trailer, uh, moving your next door neighbor trailer, and soon to be uh, some new additions and accessories that are coming onto that trailer. So it's kind of the Swiss army knife of, of trailers. And it's, uh, we have a 10 foot single, a 10 and a 12 foot double, and they're tilt or drive on back off. Uh, pretty exciting for us. It's gone over really, really well. And, uh, and then we have our ATV lineup. So we have uh, some ATV trailers, some pull behind truck trailers and so on and so forth. So yeah, lots lots to work with. Very cool. What did Marlin started with boats, did it? And then it kind of transitioned into sled decks and that's where it made it bigger. What's the history? Uh, more so, well, the, the company itself started in 1976 and then Bruce Cameron, the owner, the current owner now, uh, bought it in, in 1996 and has been running it since then and, and brought decks on. Sled decks came on around, I'm going to say 2011, 2012, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Uh, but the Explorer line that really kind of kicked Marlon off came out in 2016. And that was the aluminum top deck that was kind of uh, industry leading at the time and a bunch of different bells and whistles that other, that other uh, manufacturers didn't have. And, uh, and the boats, I'm not 100% sure on the background history on the time frame on the boats, but the boats come out strong again in about 2017. I joined the company in January of 2017, and the boats were, were kind of making their comeback. Bruce had had them in for a while and then and then changed a few things and come back out with the new utility line and the upgraded uh, John Boat line. And, and honestly, it's it's gone through the roof. The boat, the boat business is uh, is a very big part of our business. Right on. And, I, and that, that's really where we're at with Ontario right now is we need boats. We're putting our sleds away and we need we need some Marlin boats. Let's see who's in the chat here tonight. Wisco Sledheads was in there first. He said, what's up, fellas? And then Massart followed in and Wisco said, Mr. Boom is here. So um, they're talking about their, their sleds. Rob Overholt says, good evening. Renegade X says, good evening, folks. We got uh, we got some photos from his buddy Pro Polaris Rob to show tonight. Uh, who else? Uh, Pro Polaris Rob in the house. There we go. William McClearly. Bill says good evening. Everyone's still sledding. He's off to a Gonquin shelter tonight, looking for Gary's signature on the wall. <laughs> right on. That's great. And uh, Brian Lynn from Slush Lake says hey everyone. And uh, Wisco's wife, Sled Chick ninety six, says sexy eyes is ready to roll for next week. I love that. Mass art are going to travel and be around on one screen, Wisco says. That's going to be cool. Kevin Levasseur from Koala Pieces. He's in the chat tonight. He sent me pictures. So we got we to gotta show them. That was an awesome show last week. Corey Brock, our moderator, says, hey, everyone. 850XCR says, howdy. And a few more just rolling in as we, uh, as we chat here. But the house is filling up fast. wonder if there's a lineup around the corner. So yeah, the um, so th as far as your background with uh, with snowmobiling and and uh, with the company, how does how does that all come into the fold here? Um, well, I grew up in the prairie, so I got a flatlander, a ditch banger, growing up, and moved out to moved out to the coast in '88, uh, and then did a bunch of things between then and and started. Uh, 
I, I bought Bulldog decks in 2007 and uh, carried that on until 2017. So I ran for 10 years of, under Bulldog deck banner. And then we joined Marlon. And like I said, in 2017, and uh, things just gone up from there. So grew up flatland sledding, got into the mountain scene, obviously when I come on board with, uh, with the decks. And uh, kind of always dabbled a little bit here and there, but got real serious about it in 2008. And then we started our own ambassador program back then too, and had a bunch of great guys, um, Dan Davidoff and Rob Alford and, and a bunch of other guys, Jeff Kyle and a bunch of guys that I'm gonna forget. So sorry, fellas, but um, we had a great team and pushed pretty hard, made some big waves and, and had a great product and, and had a lot of fun. And honestly, along the way, that's, I bought the company looking, looking for something to do other than my other companies that was gonna be more, more fun and more adventurous. And, and it certainly, certainly steered me in the right direction. We got to meet some great people and have, have just a lot of great adventures. Um, and, and joining Marlon in 2017, just added to that. I mean, I look after new product development uh, for the company and I also look after distributor relations. So we have, Marlon has five branch offices in Canada and the US, the newest one being in uh, Madeira, California. And we're, we're expanding and we also have five, uh, five distributors that I look after, um, a couple in the US, one in Canada, one in Chile, and then a new company, uh, Dual Power Sports out of uh, Sweden, which is a, a very large company with a big outreach in the Baltics and, uh, and, and in, through, in and throughout Europe. So needless to say, if I was looking for adventure, this was the right place to come. Um, COVID kind of put a damper on that because it obviously pulled the reins in on, on the travel side of things. So I haven't been able to get out and about as much, but it did bring on the other side of that, which we all know was the, the COVID bubble where everybody was buying everything to do with power sports and, and staying around home and enjoying it. So it made for a very, very busy time for manufacturing and distributing. Um, was very exciting on the, on the new product development line because we were scrambling to try and keep up with the sales and trying to come up with new products for, for the users um, and getting out on my sled as much as I could. And I do, I do ride quite a bit. Um, I used to ride quite a bit more, but now I, you know, I got to sit at the desk a little bit and pay more attention in the shop a little bit more than I did before too. So it all, it all balances out and it's really good, but we have, we have a great ambassador program with Marlon. We have the team of ambassadors that we have here is fantastic. And I do get, I'll call it a privilege to go out with those guys and gals on a fairly regular basis and ride with them. And, and, and our, our product development is based on not only just our ambassadors and our riders or pro riders uh, feedback, but also from our, the, the, the people that work at Marlon, we're all outdoor enthusiasts um, from every product line that we make of our own, whether it be something for a side-by-side, -side, a, a quad, the fishing boats, the utility or the John boats into the utility boats and the sled decks and beyond. Um, we live, breathe and, and do what we produce. So that I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, that makes a big difference in our product line. I mean, we manufacture things that work based on our usage. And, you know, we're always tweaking. Like, that's my job is every day I'm looking to make something, every, not always a sled deck, but every product we make, we're always looking to make changes to it. And how can we be different and how can it be better? Um, so that puts me that puts me out on my sled a fair bit doing that product development. And I always call it product development when I tell my wife I'm going out sledding. Um, so that way she can't... Uh, she can't hold it against me, and I, I'm going to really get. I'm going to be in trouble when I get home because she's the most understanding sled wife there is on the planet. She just never says "don't go." She's always she's she's very much in my corner and, and uh, applauds me. So um, great, we work together really, 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 really well. So 
Um, yeah, so that, that gets me out the door, like I said, a lot in, in our terrain. I'm, like I said, I'm before the show looking out the window at Mount Shem at 6,800 feet, and there, you know, it's snowing up there and it's looking great. So I should probably go for a ride after this. But I mean, we live in the country where it's, you know, the part of the country where we can do that. Our, our main sledding area is, is an hour and 15 minutes from my house at the top of the Coquihalla. And then Whistler, if I want to go north, is only with the new highway. It's an hour and 45 minutes and I'm parked in Brandywine parking lot. So Nice. That's awesome. So with, with such a wide product line that Marlin has from boats to utility trailers to hauling trailers to sled decks, how how much innovation is there in the company? Are, are you is it constant engineering? And you do you engineer your stuff in house? Are you basically a distributor? We we do all our, the product line. Our Marlon branded products is all done in house. Um, we do use it outside. We outside source some of the FEA testing and stuff, um, just because it's just it's it's more economical to do that. And I'm not that good with the computer, so I'll help I'll help create the CAD files and we send the the FEA testing out to a company in Ontario actually that does it for us. And then we use our, our lot of our, we do bounce a lot of stuff off the engineers at the factories. Uh, and that also helps as well. But our, our other our other products that we distribute for, like Caravan and Shoremaster, they look after their own stuff. And we are strictly just distribution for them. Not that we don't help them out too. We do work in conjunction on a lot of projects. Um, and we do get great ideas between the, between the companies back and forth. We help them with stuff and they help us with stuff. So, yeah, but mostly... We've, we have a team. Uh, I head up the new product development team, and there's five of us on the team from each different location. Uh, and the reason why we do that, uh, it's very specific. It's not just because we, you know, pick guys and said, you know, you have to be on the team. These are guys that are qualified to be on the team, and they report back uh, to myself and to Bruce. And um, on a monthly basis, every month we have a meeting, and then we do follow-up meetings throughout, you know, our email chain between the two, but or between the, the meetings. But what it does is um, in a company like this with so many products in different territories require different needs. So something that sells really good in Manitoba, in Winnipeg, where our office is in there, may not sell so good on the coast or certainly may not sell so good in Madeira, California. So we kind of, the team has to take all that information in and we have to pick products. You know, unfortunately, we're to a point where we, we have to do mass, basically large production. We can't do custom stuff and we can't do small, small item stuff. It has so it has the products that come. Sometimes we get our great products, but they're just not going to work for all five locations and then our distributors. So we kind of got to stay somewhat mainstream and, and stay, you know, to the things where the factories can build volumes and be efficient and keep our costs down and all the rest of it. Nice. That's a good that's a good thing to know that you're when you get into something, you're jumping in wholeheartedly, Absolutely. not just a one or two off and then see you later. So Yep. Well, you know, you hear Marlin sled decks, but I, I, out east here, I don't yep. hear many other competitors. And you mentioned there's competitors in that segment. What do you think? Why do you think Marlin is so popular amongst the snowmobiles over other brands? Um, I think I think from the beginning, Bruce has done a really good job of marketing with the ambassador program. And I think that's been pretty key because. Uh, there's got to be a reason why, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm a, I'm a skidoo guy through and through, um, but I, and I wave the flag proudly, but I will say that, you know, BRP's done a great job, in my opinion, of their ambassador program. And now the other OEMs, you know, you know, um, Gamma has been at it for a while through Randy Swenson and a few of the guys, and then Polaris seems to be stepping up a little bit more as well. But we, we just, Bruce just looked at them and said, hey, if those guys are doing it and it's working for them, I think we should do the same. 
So, so putting decks in the hands of the ambassadors um, and getting their feedback to see, you know, use it for the year and at any time during the year, come back with, with questions, problems, issues, let us know so we can change, make better. Um, and at the end of the year, again, do the same thing. Um, it's just worked really, really well. And Bruce is a wizard at, at marketing and, and, uh, and getting product out there. So our, our business model, as far as distribution and, and being able to get product to other areas of the world, um, not just not just Canada, um, that's gone a long way for sure. Right on. Like, how do you how do you think that that Marlin helps snowmobilers uh, with your products? Like, what do you see the biggest advantages for a snowmobiler, and why would they use your product? Well, I, I think foremost are like the model with all of our products, but in particular with our sled decks is safe, smart, and secure. And we come up with that a couple of years ago. And we, we, if you look at our website, it's ingrained through our website, um, through descriptions of why we do what we've done, integrating the, the 60 inch LED light bar into the back of the decks, uh, a unique look. Right. Yes, but safe, um, works fantastic. The, the, you know, the, the use of the super clamp products on our decks, for instance, again, safe, smart, secure, it's, it's just, you know, close the tailgate, lock it up here, whatever you got underneath there is good. Um, it just, everything we do, and there, there was an issue that, that come up last year, very, or sorry, last week or two weeks ago now, where there was a, a young husband, father that passed away in, uh, in uh, Williams Lake, BC, on, had an accident on a sled ramp. It was a used ramp, and I think it had been maybe modified a bit. The ramp came off the load bar when he was loading. He was helping out a buddy, and the, and the ramp flipped off and somehow flipped back and hit him in the head. And he didn't have his he didn't have his helmet on, and it killed him. Um, oh, very very sad. You have two young kids. Um, the family reached out to us. Global News reached out to us through some other things and said, you know, what's going on in the industry? Can this is this preventable? So on and so forth. And we went through with them and said, you know, our sled deck ramps have safety tabs on them, so this this cannot happen. Um, so that's just a small, and we're kind of rolling with that and helping them out. And the, the, the family really wants to spread the word and we're fully behind them to say that we got to make this safe. I mean, unfortunately, one of the most dangerous parts about riding sometimes is the parking lot, getting on a trailer, getting off a trailer, getting on a deck, getting off a deck. It's just one of those things when you do it in the morning, you're super excited to get going and, and people make mistakes. At the end of the day, you get back and you're tired. It's dark. It's whatever. Things can happen there. So we we do everything in our power to try and make the product as safe as possible. And, and it's got to look good as well while it's doing that. It's got to be functional and it's got to look good. I mean, you're you're talking hundred plus thousand dollar trucks now and Jeepers, don't tell my wife, but I paid thirty thousand dollars for my sled. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of money rolling down. So you don't want you don't want things sitting on a piece of plywood with old, you know, paint falling off it and stuff like that. So we do pride ourselves on that as well. And and yeah. It's it's kind of intimidating. The 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 guy that came to pick up my old sled, Roscoe, had the Marlin deck, just the easy loader ramp that you called it, yeah. in the back of the truck, and and uh, and he set it down, and you know we put straps around it to the to the uh, the bar of the trailer hitch, and it, it he told me to drive the sled on it, so you drive <laughs> the sled just up it, and then you lift up the back and roll it in. Right. And it was intimidating to drive the sled up that steep incline, but it handled it like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you get over that? Is it just experience that, you know, you see tons of videos where 
guys are brapping and they go right through their back window and and uh is that a possible on your products or is that uh, um, how do you avoid that well yeah it is definitely avoidable it's funny you say that because uh back again a number of years ago when when dan davidoff davidoff and i were doing a lot of work together and dan is one of the best guys out there what it was very 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 upsetting when he passed away um dan and i shot a video in castlegar about this time of year a number of years ago where we we, we kind of angled the camera so that it was, you could see part of the ramp behind the sled deck and he was going to load onto the ramp and he actually hit it a little hot and jumped the truck on purpose. And we yeah. thought you know, he did, we set it up so that it would do that. And we thought, wow, this is such a great idea. And then I kind of looked at it and I went, oh, this is not such a great idea. No, we can't use this, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was a great <laughs> idea because it was exciting and cool, but I think my lawyer would have a heart attack if we'd have went forward with that. But, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's yeah. not an instructional video. It's that's entertainment. Not instructional video. <laughs> so we, we do a lot of videos on instruct with, with that in mind. Um, we ask our ambassadors to do a lot. And if you look at our website under the sled, under the sled deck in the gallery, there is actually quite a few loading videos and, and going through uh, how slow you can actually load and how, you know, under control and, and uh, calling does a great job of uh, narrating through one on where to keep your head facing forward, going backwards once you've cleared the ramp and, and all that kind of stuff. And the, and the single loader, like you were talking about, um, I made a video and did a point of slowing down at a certain point because it's a cantilever. And once you get weight forward and, you, and your skis are up over the back of the tailgate, if you look on the, in the video and watch the bottom, the bottom section of the, of the single loader itself actually comes up off the ground about somewhere between eight and 12 inches. So it actually decreases that the degree that so the angle of the ramp uh, significantly. You don't actually tell when you're loading it, but most people, after they've loaded it once or twice, they'll they'll just honestly say, "I can't believe how easy that is." Because once once the lugs are get on onto the rungs themselves, and we have rung protectors on there to help with that, um, the sled just kind of idle not idles, but it it goes up with with not a lot of effort, and then it's like you say, jump off, lift it up, and roll it in. So. Yeah, that's cool. No, I thought it was really good. Um, you, you had mentioned that you had some like COVID kind of threw a wrench into your into your you know into your business model and how the business was running. How do you how do you think Marlin adapted to to the changes in the industry over the last few years? <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing we that we how we adapted was Bruce wasn't scared to step up at the time and order inventory. So we we did actually really well through COVID. I, I'm not going to say we did like 100% because there was some products that we that were out of our control that we didn't have and, and some that just, you know, we sold out and it was it was tough to get product. So um, more of a supply and demand issue on parts and pieces than actual full manufacturing. But we, over COVID overall, we, we did really, really well. And it was, yeah, at the time, was it a gamble? Sure, it was. I'm sure Bruce had a few sleepless nights when he was filling out those POs and going, you know, which direction is the world going to go? Is everybody going to bury their head in the sand and we're going to be sitting on all this? But luckily, you know, cooler heads prevailed and people decided, let's let's go enjoy life a bit. And it and it worked out really well. Yeah, I think it probably worked in your favor for that. But were you were you affected by the supply chain issues a lot or is it, it do you have enough control in your process that that yeah. allows you to? Yeah, that, like again, there was there were certain product lines that we carry that not necessarily are the Marlon branded products that we had some issues with, um, but our products themselves we were actually pretty good on. We we were getting low at times, but we but we did have we had enough things in the funnel that we were able to to go through. And 
you know, the, the supply part of it wasn't just parts and pieces. Some of it was actual um, logistics as well. And that, that plays a big part in our, in our situation where we can, we can drop ship product all over the world pretty easily. So when that system slowed down, there were some challenges there, but again, we were able to work through them pretty easily. Yeah. Right on. Is it your, your sled decks that you see a lot of the mountain guys using, is it just one version of that or is there variations of the decks depending on what you want, like storage below or, or like you said, tie down accessories, clamps, that kind of thing. Um, talk to me a bit about the, the, the product lines when you get into that detail. Yeah. As far as the sled desk go, they're, they're pretty standard. So they're, the difference would just be mainly length and that would be the seven foot or the eight foot. Um, and that would strictly depend on what size of sled you're running, you know, would it be a 126 to a 129 to a 175? Um, you know, and, and the truck you're running as well would dictate the box length with, you know, on a six foot two Dodge or sorry, like a five foot eight uh, crew cab or something like that. You're going to run a seven foot, but then we also do the two foot extension that adds onto that seven foot deck to make it nine feet or a little over nine feet. Um, so we kind of got it covered that way as far as the decks go. Um, under storage, we don't have something, we're working on a couple things right now that are going to be pretty exciting. We don't have anything in place right now that's really, you know, what we want to put our name behind yet. Um, we do a lot of, when we come up with something, I can guarantee you one thing, we test it a lot. And it's it's got to it's gotta, it's gotta make everybody in the company happy before it goes out the door. Um, so there is a lot of product testing that's involved. And as far as the other side of it goes with the decks, our decks do come fully loaded. Like it, it comes with six, six rows of glides on it. It comes with the super track down the side and four anchors down the side, two front super clamps and two rear super clamps. Um, we, we, we decided years ago to go to the full package and not have people have to kind of a la carte. Um, yeah, does it make a bit of a sticker shock when you're going to buy? I guess so, but then we put the onus on the dealer and the dealer's salesman because, you know, then you got to explain to people, listen, you're buying you don't need nothing else. You back your truck in, load it up, bolt it down, and you're gone. There's there's nothing else for you to buy for this. Right now, is it a DIY product? Can it is it something you can order and install yourself? Yeah. Or do you have to have a? You, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the dealers will have the decks um, assembled. They they always come fully assembled. Um, and then once you once you literally like I say, you drive the truck in and they'll load it up with whatever means forklift usually into the truck and, and some dealers will do an install for you and some kind of shy away from it. And I think it's just manpower issues, but it's, it's literally on our website are the install instructions, very point by point, how to do it. And it's very, very straightforward. It's yeah, it's designed, it's designed for the DIY guy for sure. Right on that, that helps, right? You, you know, yeah. when you're thinking about, it's probably a pretty big investment, I imagine for a Marlin deck and, and you want to make sure that sometimes you, you know, there's no compensation. If you want it done right, you do it yourself. And a lot of these sled guys have that mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most, I think most sled guys are, are pretty, are pretty handy with the wrench and, and, and they do. I mean, we all buy stuff for our sleds and we want to put it on ourselves. I mean, I don't typically spend too much money at a dealership for them putting accessories on my sled. Cause I, you know, it's mine. I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And where, what kind of dealer network do you have? Is it, is it every BRP dealer? Is it Polaris dealers? Or, or do you have like car and truck accessory places? What does your dealer network typically look like? It's pretty broad. Um, with having the five locations and then five distributors, um, especially back east with the Versco doing a great job in eastern Canada, they've got a really good dealer network. And it does, it totally 
the territory belongs to whoever steps up to the plate first. Uh, we do believe in giving dealers territories and, and it doesn't matter who you are, <clears throat> whether you be Skidoo, Polaris, um, what manufacturer you are, or the trailer guy, like you said, and, and on all honesty, the, the trailer guy tends to do better than most of the OEM brand branded uh, um, companies, just I think simply because it's neutral ground. So you typically don't see the Yamaha guy going into the Skidoo dealership to buy a deck and you might, but maybe not and vice versa, but he, they will all go to the trailer guy and find and find a deck. So we do tend to try and we, we try and spread it around. But again, we do like that dealers have territory because at the end of the day, everybody's got to make a dollar. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I know energy had your, your uh, easy loader decks here. Um, they, they, they're a distributor for those. And I yeah. guess that's a small product that's easier for them, easy for them to carry. It doesn't take up much real estate in their warehouse and that type of thing. And it's probably a better product suited for the Eastern uh, trail riding flatland market, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah. The single loader doesn't take up, like you said, it doesn't take up a lot of space for the dealers and it does suit a lot of situations because um, when we originally come out with it, it was 48 inches wide made, you know, cause we're, and really the push was when Diversical come on board and we've realized very quickly that Eastern Canada has a lot more half tons than they do Western Canada out here. You look around and it's hard to find a half ton. They're all one tons. So we don't really even think about throwing a sled deck on in two decks, but back there, I guess for insurance purposes and, and a bunch of other reasons, it's the, the half ton seems to be popular. So that kind of drove the, the single loader design to some degree. Um, and, and the push was to get it back there. And then last, the year, last year or the year before, we came out with the Mountain Edition, which is simply called the Mountain Edition because it's 42 inches wide instead of 48. So it'll fit into, into the quarter ton trucks and, you know, Tacomas and uh, even the Jeep Gladiators and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's and it does a couple of things. And a lot of people don't realize the single loader is 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 kind of three things in one. It's a ramp. It's a it's a deck. And it's also a very good platform for, for moving your sled around when you get it inside. You can load back up in those six casters. Um, you can, you got to put in your garage for the winter or whatever. You just load it on there and you can roll it around like, uh, yeah, just like you got to. That, that would work actually now that, now I think of it, right? Because yeah, the, the ramp's in the back of the truck free. Pat, yep. Back your sled off, take it out, drive your sled back on it, and you can push it around wherever you want. Yep, you bet. That's a brilliant idea. Well, mm -hmm. that's the thing. I was thinking about that, that, um, that quick, that easy. Did you, am I calling it right? An easy loader, did you say Same it was? Or? Single we loader. Call it, we call it the single loader, yeah. Yeah, the single loader. I mean, uh, Whitetail Stables in the chat bought a snowmobile in in uh, Quebec, and and he needed one, right? And, and then uh, I went and picked up a sled, and it's like, do I really have, need to put my, my enclosed hybrid on the back just to grab one machine? Or if you want to go out for a quick trail ride by yourself, you know, it's, you yeah. know, a single loader is a, is a great product. And the price point I recall was, was really good on it. What is the MSRP on that product? Oh, you're going to ask the guy that's new product development, Gary, come on. We got yeah. like 15 different territories to add into you're roughly kind of around, you're around $1,000, 1100 bucks Canadian. So. That's what I was thinking. And, and yep. it was, it was on sale at energy at the time I seen it and it was under, it was well under a thousand bucks. So yeah. it's a great product, really good quality and, and uh, simple to use. They demo, they demonstrate it in the parking lot at their open house and oh, everybody okay. had, everybody had to try it at, there was a sled on it, loading it up into the trailer or the, into the back of the truck. I'm sorry. So that was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of chat going on about the weekend and uh, 
that we had in Barry's Bay and the Avro Arrow, and we got some pictures of that coming up. And nice. if you want to have a look at some fan photos, and we'll keep the chat going on Marlin, but you want to have a look at some shots? Sure. Let's do it. Fan photos are brought to you by Fast Track Snowmobile Traction. This season, quit sliding sideways on the ice and losing races to your buddies. A fast track stud kit will help you with improved braking and give you the arm ripping acceleration you crave. I put over 3,000 clicks last season on my Renegade 850, and I'll tell you, these studs exceeded my expectations. Not one broken stud, my Ida wheels still look like new, and they hooked up like I was on rails in the twisties, inspiring confidence every ride. Fast Track Top Gun kits are the highest rated stud kit at 4.9 stars with over 230 reviews. The studs are heat treated stainless so they are strong and they don't rust. The kit is lighter, easier on the track and has a lifetime warranty against braking. Each kit comes with a track specific template for complete balance with over double the scratch lines from stock templates. All listeners when purchasing a stud kit can get a free install kit, a $30 value. Visit FastTrack.co Add both products to the cart and use the coupon code SNOW at the checkout. That's F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C dot C-O. There we go. And now I got to get that up there like that. That's cool. Yeah, so we had a good weekend in uh, Lake St. Peter, Barry's Bay. Thanks to Whitetail Stables for hooking us up with a great pad to stay at and and uh, right on the trail, and we had a good time. We went there Friday. It was pouring rain. We drove there. It was a. It was. I. I swear. I seen Moses building an ark when we got to Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Peterborough. And I were you? Yeah. <laughs> right on. You know the area well then. And yeah, uh, yeah. And it's like uh, we went there, and we, you know, we sat in the house waiting for the rain to, to end, and and it finally did and we put our gear on we went for a ride it was still spitting we were a little soaking wet but the uh this this was that day it was uh it was really good and you know what the trails weren't too bad a little ice a little hard ice hard pack on uh on uh friday but then saturday they we had a dusting of snow and that helped immensely so this is saturday and there's uh there's bullwinkle one at the uh the avro arrow which was cool. It was on my bucket list to see that monument. One of the test pilots for that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? One of the test pilots lived, lived in Barry's Bay. So there's a statue of the pilot and the Avro arrow and, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a cool thing to see. Would have been greater if it was life size, but beggars oh, can't, yeah. you know, beggars can't be choosers. So, and use your scratchers. Greg Kelly says, I hope. And yes, we put the, the trail blizzard scratchers from koala pieces on. And I'm telling you, those things are amazing. They drew kept on saying in the comms, like, like a snow chunk of ice came up and hit him in the head or it landed on the, on the console, the sled, it was kicking up that much ice. And I was running hot the whole weekend on mine without scratchers. And he's got a 1.6 Cobra. So they're horrible to, to, uh, for cooling. And that thing stayed, cool and collected the whole weekend so very cool so i've got video coming out on that as well and uh, and we'll have a look at those but koala pieces we did a full test which i, I put up today 
we actually took these skis here and we swapped them with whitetail stable skis. And uh, we had the Trek carbides on the one set. And then we had the adventures on the other. And then halfway through the ride, a couple hundred K into it, we flipped them back and they both had, uh, had the same opinion on the ski, on the carbides, loved them both. And they felt that the tracks do like everybody was saying last week, feel like as power steering and the, uh, the adventures are just like a point and shoot. If you want your sled to go somewhere, you just think about it and turn it and it goes. So very, very precise and, and, uh, and good products for both of them. So that was a lot of fun doing the testing and, and Kevin actually thanked me today when I put the video up and, and uh, I, I think the thing that blew me away the most was the scratchers. I, I'm not a scratch guy. I've never had scratchers on a sled. I always, you know, when I had my ice ripper, I studded it, you know, to get more ice up in there. But now when I see those scratchers and how well they work, it's uh, I'm putting a set on mine for sure. Cause it's uh, made a huge difference. You must uh, you must run scratchers in the mountains to get to where you're going, do you? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Some guys throw two sets on, actually. Is that right? Yeah, just depending on where you're going. Again, getting at this time of year or two. I mean, there is there is a lot of we do ride in a lot of areas that aren't aren't a sled club area. So sometimes the access in is you know <laughs> I'm gonna make it sound you know oh whoa is us in the mountains here? It's got it's 25 kilometers to get to the Alpine. It's such a long way to go. You guys go ride for two, three hundred kilometers a day, but um, so yeah, we we do have some heating overheating issues, and especially with the longer tracks and you know all on three inch lugs, it, it does they don't uh, they do tend to heat up a little bit, so scratchers are a must. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, I that's the thing. It's I don't know why I I just never had tried the scratchers, but uh, you know in this case here, I had a trial offer on them and. And uh, glad I did because we wouldn't have been able to ride that 1.6 Cobra in yeah. those conditions. Like, look at right there. You can see it's for sure. It's hard ice. Like there wasn't much snow that day we went there, but yeah. yeah. This is the Madawaska river um, that runs along there. And there's some, it was just a breathtaking driving along the rail. It's a, it's an old railway line. So it could be boring as hell because it's just kind of straight and, and smooth. And, and, uh, but you have this, amazing view of this river and there's rocks like massive boulders in the river that uh that you just go yeah in awe over it's like you can it's totally proof of of ice you know like you know you know i mean the ice age and the you know dragon heavy (laughs) massive rocks and just dropping them wherever yeah Rob Reinhardt says, all the scratching is making me itch. <laughs> but yeah, the Greg Kelly wanted to know if we stopped at the Balmoral Hotel. And I said, yes, yeah, the best burger there. It's the Balmoral Burger was awesome. Smokehouse. Yeah. 850XCR says that 1.6 does get hot on hard pack. I can vouch for that. <laughs> Grab a set of trail blizzards from Koala Pieces. And if you use the coupon code SNOWBRATS15, you get 15% off until the 22nd. So it's on the bottom of the, the podcast last night in the comments. And it's on the bottom of the comments of both the videos I put out today. So uh, support it. I've seen a couple of people, actually. One person commented on Facebook. They ordered. And then i seen Greg Kelly ordered a set, too, So of uh, carbides with that coupon code. So thank you for supporting the guests on the show as well as the show itself. I appreciate that. So there's the four 850s lined up for, for their beauty shot. 
And man, I can't believe like that's, I've ridden Lake St. Peter before with the old safaris. And I mean, we didn't cover the ground that the 850s cover by any means. And it's uh, the, the elevation changes make Sudbury look like anthills. You know, when you get in this area, it's it was it blew me away. Loved it. And there's Kevin. He's giving us the thumbs up, and he says, "This is Auberge for." I'm going to screw this up because this is French. Auberge for Fortress de la Rive. So must be the Auberge Fortress on the river. That's the hotel right beside the lake and trail. He's he's going to show, but. He gives us a thumbs up. He's having a few days of R and R out there. I think cool. this is his. Uh, this is the cabin on the river. Pretty nice. Wow. That's just a little bump compared to what you're used to. There is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the uh, it blows me away when I go out west and I see the the real mountains and it's. They're just massive. So Sled519 rolled in. He says he's here. What do he miss? Yeah, <laughs> Rob Reinhardt put scratchers on his sled the first time ever, and they work peace of mind for early riding or later at night. Good job. Yeah, Wisco said he could have used a set. And Pro Polaris Robbie sent me some old pictures from our group ride up in the Sportsman Lodge. So thanks for sending these in. It's always neat to see another perspective of that weekend. And uh, working on some videos for that as well. And I think Ghoulies has a couple more he's putting out too. Who knows? But uh, yeah, like uh, good turnout and good times. And we talk about this. My son and I talk about this weekend all the time. And it's uh, definitely a season highlight for us for sure. You know, that was a total blast. Stay at the Sportsman's Lodge. We had a good time. He pulled that. This this little fire pit here, Brett, is a uh, right there. Oh, yeah. That's behind an old. That's behind a little tundra, um, skidoo tundra, and he wheeled that out every night when we got home. And we dinner is served at six thirty, so we'd roll in about five five thirty, and this fire was blazing, and people standing around it having a pre gamer, and away we go. So <laughs> I did that. A few, I did that a few years ago. A bunch of buddy of my buddies of mine were going up to uh, Sheridan Lake, and it's kind of a fairly locals place, a bit redneck around there. And uh, they look at this guys coming from the valley, like, oh boy, here they come again. And so, being a little ingenuitive, we kind of did the same thing: took an old barrel, cut it in half, put it on an old set of skis, raised it up a little bit, and thought, why not? Why wouldn't we start our fire back at the cabin before we take off in the morning, and we'll go out ice fishing because you're freezing your ass off out there trying to start a fire. So. Some of the locals actually rode out to see what we were doing because they see, number one, I'm at that point, I was on my 175, pulling this thing across the lake on fire, smoking like crazy. My sled was five times as long as anybody else's because they all just trail sled around there. And they yeah, had to what are you city guys doing? Like, because you pull up with the fire going, and of course, we purposely pulled up to some of the locals that were going, and they're just shaking their head going like, oh, boy, you guys got to be from the valley, right? Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A little overkill on the sled on the ice fishing sled, huh? <laughs> well, the nice part is you could lay out all your tackle and everything you wanted on the tunnel. So it was they thought it was pretty ingenious. <laughs> that is a good idea, actually. You don't think about that, do you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the 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 uh, the open fire pit's amazing. I just love it. What a 
we were going to go riding at night. I think I mentioned this uh, the first weekend we showed those pictures and Drew goes, let's, I said, let's stay off the beers. We're going to go out. We'll get everybody and we'll go out for a night ride. Right. We'll have dinner, come back out, go for a ride. And we pull in and the fire's going and everyone's around with a beer in their hand. And I said to my son on the calm, well, there goes the night ride. <laughs> <laughs> and we never yeah. did get out. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like such a great idea at the time. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that's a thing. So this is from Wisco Sledheads, and he says, well, it was a typical weekend. Just kidding. He said, Mass Art and his crew, Tim and Rob, came up for rip some vintage sleds around. Unfortunately, we didn't get much riding in. 1.6 miles, and Mass Art 68 died. He towed it back across the lake to the trailer, grabbed the 98700 triple, ooh, for Rob to rip on, so back to riding. Well, for another mile, and then Jacob popped the motor in his 72, <laughs> he couldn't ask for better luck on the last weekend of riding, huh? Uh, but at least they were dressed for the occasion. We, we drowned Jacob Soros in bush lattes, and it was still a very exciting day. I think Megan and Sexy Eyes pulled a fast one on Jacob so they wouldn't have to endure the, the cutters for the entire day. That's the, uh, the, um, the ski boosts. They did 5.6 miles on Saturday in a case of bush latte down. 2,232 miles for the season. The VR1 needs some love, but he's ready for next winter and all the epic adventures to come. So pretty good pictures. We lost our guest. He might have just went out for a bathroom break. So I'm going to keep an eye on him and see where he ends up coming back. But um, really good, cool pictures. I know Massart's a really uh, technically uh, – He's he's got a good technical background. He can fix this thing with his eyes closed, I'm sure. But yeah, they got that they got the gear on, that's for sure. I love the snowsuit they're both wearing there. Very classic. There's the 72 with the ski boost. Yeah, I bet you the ladies did did put sugar in the gas tank or something to to uh to keep their there we go. He's back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, Gary. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. It happens. If I I might go too, so you'll have, you'll have to keep the conversation going. <laughs> too. Sounds so. good. Yeah, Rob Runner said Jacob wasn't allowed to drive anything after he blew up everything. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see a picture of Rob Reinhardt in the ski boost, though. So you got to make sure you get me one of those. <laughs> That's a great package. I love that ski boost. That's awesome. Yeah. What was your first sled? Did you have an old one like that? Yeah, I think my first sled was an old uh, 74 Snowjet 440. Nice. Yep. You don't start yeah, you... We don't start out small on the farm. You put them on a 440 right off the bat, figure out whether you can hold on or not. And you, that was when you were in the Peterborough area? or where no, were I, you no, we, I wasn't in, in Ontario for too long, and then we moved to Saskatchewan. So I most of, most of that all riding was in Saskatchewan, so. Oh, nice. And when did you move from Saskatchewan out to the mountains? Uh, 1988 with the military. Oh, is that right? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So this is the crew. This is Wisco Sledheads behind me here, awesome. right there. And this okay. is after they after they did their 1.6 miles of riding before they blew up two sleds in 10 <laughs> minutes. So, But it seems that they're in good spirits. It's a good thing they're easy to work on. <laughs> You know, looks like it was a good place to break down. It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you said when you blow up two sleds in 10 minutes of driving, you drink. He sent me that on uh, on Friday night. <laughs> nice. I'll just take his word for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So now this is now we got your picks. We got quite a few of them, so we'll roll through them. We'll chat as we go here. But there's your typical sled deck right there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Are they all the same width, or do you can you get different widths? I know you mentioned lengths. Yeah, they're the same width. So when they're when they're closed in the closed position, they're seventy eight inches wide, and then in the open position, they're one hundred and one. Oh, cool. There's another shot of it there. Do you want to talk about some of the features on there? I see a taillight, a LED taillight, that part of the safety protocol. Yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. So we come out, we actually patented that um, a number of years back when we come out with it. And again, part of the safe, safe smart and secure um, for a few reasons to put that in there. Number one, for the obvious reasons, it just, it's illuminates very, very well. Um, the reverse side of it is really, really nice. I know a lot of guys will, um, just, you know, use it at night when you're loading up and just throw your truck in neutral and you don't have to start it. And that light is uh, 3,600 lumens on the reverse. So it throws down a, quite a lot of light for the back area. And there's also under deck lighting as well on a switch. So there's four LED lights in the headache rack and then four underneath that you can throw on when you're loading your gear and underneath. And again, the lights on the headache rack for loading. Um, and that drop down you see in the headache rack was new two years ago because, um, so the middle section there, it kind of looks like an M and it drops down underneath. So Chev came out in 2021 yeah. with, um, yeah, with their rear view mirror um, is actually a camera. So you can switch it to the camera or you can actually use it as a mirror. And they, unfortunately, they didn't think to call ahead and ask me what I thought I could, how I could work with that with my sled deck. So we found out a little bit late to the game where I was test fitting some decks and some new trucks like I do when every model year comes out. And I uh, went, wow, that's great. Our headache rack goes right in front of that camera. So you can't see shit out the back of that. So quickly went back to production and made some changes and tried to make it um, look kind of cool, but also be functional so that that rear camera would work. <clears throat> and I think we accomplished that. Everybody was pretty happy. We had about 10 different designs to go off of. And that was the one that was, um, that kind of fit the bill and, and kept it kind of sleek looking and kind of made it look like it matched into the truck. So yeah. It does look good. And it look, kind of does look like an M, like you said. It's neat. Yeah. Good design. And it and that's on a Ford. It kind of has that Ford look to it, too. You know, like it complements some of the lines. Right. There you go. Sled519 says he's a big fan of his Marlin single loader and gives you a thumbs up. Oh, cool. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great product. Mm-hmm. So the sled decks are all aluminum, are they? Like they're right. they're yeah, right on. Yep. yep. And then is the traction products yours or do you do you outsource the traction guides and glides? So the glides, the super glides on the on the deck and on the ramp, we are our super glides product. So we use uh, we have a great relationship with Super Clamp out of uh, Calgary. They're very, very good friends with us. Uh, we do a lot of stuff back and forth together and, and use as much of their products as we can for sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it looks it looks like a really nice package. Mm-hmm. When you get this, when when a, when a dealer gets this, how much assembly is there required? Well, from our branches, and, and we, we try to push this through our distributors, and pretty much everybody does it, is to have the decks go up fully assembled. So there's literally nothing for the dealers to do other than throw the deck in the truck. And again, back to what I said before, if they, if they want to do an install, they can. 
And if not, the the, the DIY starts come comes into play, and the, you know the customer can come home, strap it down the best way you can, and then go home. And we do supply uh, with the decks the, the full mounting kit comes in. Um, it's a bolt down kit. Again, our instructions that are on the website are very easy to follow, and everything's designed. Um, it, it's designed to work on every truck, and and that's not an easy thing to accomplish because there is several, you know. Every OEM has multiple variations of their truck box and how it sits. And the, I mean, generally speaking, the, plat- the, the pattern is similar, but there are some changes and, and some uniqueness to different brands. And we kind of have to keep that in mind. Hence, the every time a new truck comes out, we I'm there pretty darn quick getting all the measurements. And, and we also, we've been in SEMA. Uh, we actually had a booth in SEMA a couple of years ago. And being on part of the SEMA board, uh, we actually get some some information from the OEMs in advance, which is really nice when there's changes because, you know, our production run is, is eight to 10 months out from, from release. So if the new trucks come out and we don't know something, then we can get caught in it. So we've, we've, we've tried to do our best to keep on top of that stuff. So. On a couple of questions here from the chat, uh, throwing sparks says, uh, Brett, are the sled decks powder coated or are they anodized? Uh, they're powder coated. Right yeah. on. And do you do that in-house? Uh, no, that's all done at the factory. Yeah, we, we, you know, we we used to have the option before to just do bare aluminum, and then we went to powder coat. And I mean, now you can you can have absolutely any color you want as long as it's black, and uh, it makes it easy and perfect. <laughs> that's sweet. So sled five one nine who loves his single loader says, "What advice can you give a sled deck owner so they don't become a viral social media sensation?" <laughs> practice (laughs) (laughs) is there any tips you have for using your product uh yeah yeah there 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 definitely is and it it literally is a matter of of you know there's no there's no substitute for seat time on anything and it it is it just does take loading a few times to realize um i guess the biggest the, the 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 one question mark when it comes to anything whether it be the sled deck loading or whether it be the single loader is what you're loading from. So if you're loading anything from an icy parking lot or whatever, you got to be extra careful with it. There's there's nothing we can do about that. And that just in some in some takes it takes a little bit more momentum to get that track to touch the ramp. And really, it's it's all about the track making contact with the ramp because um, if you if you look closely at our ramps, the single loaders and the ramps all have ramp rung protectors up the middle. They're 12 inches wide. They they're screwed down to the to the ramp rungs. And as soon as your track hits those, yeah, unfortunately, there probably is a picture there, Gary, and, and we might come okay. to it as we'll we go. Get, yeah, when we come to uh, it, we can we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll point it out again. But once your track hits that, it's it's very easy to load at that point. It, you don't need a lot of you don't need a lot of momentum, but you do need enough momentum to get the track to contact the ramp. So, yeah, Bobby O has the best tip. He says, "Don't record yourself when loading." LOL. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good one. Yes. Maybe you should. Maybe you should have a GoPro mount that's at yeah. actually at that head rack, and you know, yeah. and you can make people viral sensations as they go. Yeah. <laughs> but please wear your helmet at the end exactly. of the day. No matter what happens, have your helmet on because man, that is that one of the t- is that one of the the tips in the absolutely. Like, yeah, like always, you never know. No matter what, like you see that yeah. a lot of people driving the sled up the ramp and it uh and not wearing a helmet and you think man that's that's kind of sketchy yeah but uh, does it does you can see the actual deck here has sides on it 
do the ramps and your loading also have size or what keeps you on the ramp when you're when you're unloading and loading it yeah so our ramp has super glides on them as well <clears throat> and the super glides profile it's uh it's about a it's about an eight mil or it's, it's a little over a quarter inch profile that runs lengthwise on them so when your carbides get on there you you all I'm not saying to let go of your handlebars, but you almost can let go of the handlebars because the carbide will stay straight on the glides and it'll load you right up the ramp and right onto the deck and it's continuous. So as soon as you get onto the deck, you're onto the same glides, the same grooves, um, and it'll it'll just channel right up there. And our, our ramp in particular on our sled deck, we've designed it. It was specifically designed and engineered so that there's a lip on the top section of the ramp. So the standard ramp is 10 feet telescopic. You know, you pull that in half, you got five feet on the lower section, five feet on the upper. The upper section has a three and a half inch lip on the outside of it so that when you do get onto that section, you're not, you're not, even if you do mess up somehow on the glides, the, the outside of the ramp is going to keep you in the ramp till you get up onto the deck. So, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. This is a great shot of your truck loaded up, ready to go. And I see you have ATV. There's an ATV or UTV, you know, side-by-side -side, uh, loader up there on the top as well. You betcha. That's yeah, cool. that's one of the, I think that's that's out of our Washington branch. Yeah, that's out of the Washington office. Uh, and actually what that is on the top of there, you're right, it is a side-by-side -side deck, but it's actually our riser. So that's a load of sled decks probably going out in September, October to some dealer somewhere. And so the side-by-side -side riser is, is pretty cool. Um, so we have our side, dedicated side-by-side -side deck that goes into the pickup truck, much like the side by much like the sled deck does. And yeah. then we also, for dual sport users, if you're a slider and a side-by-sider, we, we designed the riser to go onto the sled deck. So with four bolts, that bolts down to your sled deck, and then you're, you're, you're using your sled deck in combination with the riser to load your, your side-by-side -side as well. Oh, that's a great idea. So yeah. you get all multi-season out of it. Yeah. You bet. Perfect. I've actually seen those before. I wasn't sure if that was on a sled deck or if it was its own little product there. Mm -hmm. but, uh, this is beautiful. I think I found my new screensaver on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a late season ride up in the Coquihalla actually. And uh, it was, it was me and my best friend Shane and his son Cole out for a rip. And it was, uh, it was actually a pretty cold morning, but it was just the way the clouds were coming in. It was pretty spectacular. Every once in a while, you get that where the cloud the cloud cover comes in low. I mean, there's a high ceiling you can see in the distance, but just a little bit of fog slash cloud down lower. And, you know, you ride up through that stuff and you're, you know, you're thinking, oh, man, are we getting the soup all day? And then you break through it at there. In that particular case, it was probably around 2,500 feet. And, yeah. uh, and then it was bluebird the whole rest of that day. It was pretty epic. So Wow. Was this just la this season passed? That actually was last season, that picture, yeah. That was last season? Nice. I know you're talking about the tree, the snow, this, the amount of snow <laughs> you get, and it's usually, usually just a treetop sticking out. That's right. Know? Is that what we're looking at here, or is this are these? Uh, no, that was that's actually pretty high up. That's a little windblown, so you're, that's why you're seeing some carnage there on the ground, <clears throat> which not typically we have enough snow to cover that stuff, but it was, again, it was a little, little bit of a low snow. Just when that before that picture was taken, um, it was kind of low. The snowpack was a little bit low. Then we actually went 10 days in a row where we had snow. We had 10 feet in 10 days. And uh, and then it just kept on snowing on and off for about a month. So it kind of got everything back to where it should have been. 
Oh yeah, yeah. When the when the actual car uh, junk's sticking out of the snow like that, it kind of ruins the chance, the surprises of breaking an A arm, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty obvious when you hit those ones, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. It, it, no one fault but your own, right? That's right. Yeah. Another great shot. So, what mountain range is this? Uh, that's just outside of Boston Bar, so that's a little north of us, and that's. Um, yeah, just outside the backside of a riding area. Merritt Snowmobile Club has a riding area called Honeymoon, and that's yep. that's in there. So that's the, actually the Stione Mountain Range uh, that kind of cuts across to the Coquihalla. Um, so you can go up, you can go up through the canyon through Cache Creek. It'll be the same highway you would take highway you would take to Alaska, and then yeah. you cut off uh, to a little road called North Ainsley on the north on the on the east side just outside of Boston bar and you can ride that mountain range right to the Coquihalla and beyond. So it's, it's pretty spectacular and it's, it's pretty big country in there. Um, it's yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wicked. Cool place to go. So when you, when you ride, do you typically ride in a big group or are you, are you comfortable enough just to go with you and a buddy or, couple buddies or, or how do you usually structure those rides? Yeah, normally, normally we're kind of usually about four to eight. Um, you know, it's in the mountains, it's it too big a group. It's like herding cats, right? So it can yeah not ruin your day. And sometimes it can be the best rides. It just all depends on on who's there and what's going on and, and deep snow or low snow. If you're trying to travel, cover some ground and do some exploring, sometimes the big groups, uh, Kind of slow that down but again on a deep day where you're not getting too far anyways it's a lot of fun and you need a lot of buddies to help you dig out and pull out and roll over and all the rest of it so but yeah the ideal group for us is is that four to six number is is pretty handy so that's great man i that that just that scenery is insane hmm. this is a little bit bigger than the matawaska ski hill <laughs> Just a little bit. We didn't quite have the 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 cloud layer like this. Yeah. This mountain has. <laughs> we may have been five hundred feet, not twenty five hundred feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. You know, if we're lucky, maybe three hundred feet. I don't know. This is cool. And how long does it take you from the, from your truck to get to this part where you're taking the picture? Uh, this. That riding area is actually an area in, in my riding area. And when I say mine, it's the Cocala Snowmobile Club, which um, I'm, I'm on the board. Actually, I'm the president of the club. I've been for a few years and we've got a fantastic organization that's done really, really well and really, really, really grown the club. Um, so that from our parking lot, which is the basically at the old toll booth on the Coke, um, we call it our 0K, 0K parking lot. And then we have two riding areas that we our main riding area is Henning, Henning Mountain and 10K Mountain. And this is 10K. So it's literally 10Ks from the parking lot to oh, get okay. to where you turn off the FSR road, the Forest Service Tree Road up. And it's about it's about a 10-minute ride from that road up to get to the Alpine. Our cabin is kind of right behind uh, where I'm taking that picture. You can't see it, but it's it's basically just out the back door of, of one of our riding areas. Or, or, sorry, the cabin in that riding area. Oh, sweet. And you stay overnight in the cabin or are you just, is it just a warming shelter? It's just a warming shelter. Yeah. We're actually in the process of replacing that in that, in that area, that particular cabin on 10 K we're going to replace that in April. It's, it's long, getting a little long in the tooth and, and well overdue. So uh, we're putting a new one up, but um, yeah, our, our riding areas are not typically overnight destinations kind of thing. Um, more like warming, warming shacks. And I think it's for us, it's, it's, we groom our, our club in particular grooms up over a hundred kilometers of train right into the Alpine. So yep. 
you're in and out pretty pretty easily. There's not really it's not like you're going for days to find you know find areas. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And here's a it's Marlin deck with some tigers on the back. Oh, I guess we snuck that one in there, did we? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were. Um, <coughs> we love the tech and we love where where they're going with it. I think it's pretty cool, and I think you know all the OEMs are going to be following along. I know BRP is making some announcements. Uh, Tiger came to us uh, a couple years ago, and we did some stuff with them. Um, and part of their testing and stuff, they needed they needed a deck, and they needed. I think they had a single loader as well, and they were doing some testing up in Whistler. So it was it was yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Have you ridden one yet? Like the, uh, the uh, no, I had a chance to ride one, and uh, something happened that day, and I couldn't actually get there for that testing day. And I'm, I'm, it's too bad because I really, really wanted to. Uh, one of our sponsored riders, actually, uh, uh, Kirk Murray out of Revelstoke, works with Tyga, and he's a single loader guy. And uh, he was up there. That was part of his uh, entourage going up, and I was supposed to make it that day, but couldn't. Uh, he's rode them, and he's he was pretty impressed with them. So um, I think. I think we're gonna. They got some big things coming. That's for sure. That's awesome. Uh, they were just in the news, though, so it uh, it wasn't great news. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, they got ho- some ho- hurdles, but yeah, hopefully they'll get over. It's a couple road bumps. Um, yeah, hopefully they'll get through them. I think it's a great product. The, the BRP coming out with their own is can only help, right? It yeah. it's just a wider net, bigger bigger market, and you know, it it can only help someone like Tyga. So I think, and, and Tyga being the first, the name's well known. I want them on the show. I'd love to chat with them because I think the product is really cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'd be awesome. There's another one there. That's neat. Oh, and there's yeah. your single loader. That's yeah. perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, for the people watching that don't really know much about that single loader, why don't you go through some of the, the, uh, the features on it? So, it's it's sitting up against the truck there, the, the one on the left, obviously, or not obviously, if you don't know what it is. Um, and that's just the angle that it sits on. It literally underneath it, there's there's six casters underneath it that are three and a half inches tall. And there's a, what I call the shark fin on the back. So you can't see it in the picture, but behind the last casters, there's a, there's a fin on either side uh, that butts up against the back of your tailgate so that when you go to load, the skis and the, and the, you know, the inertia and the momentum of the sled doesn't cause the thing to slide into the truck or close the tailgate or anything that it butts up against the tailgate and it's a, a positive stop. And then the, the ski, the sleds basically slide skis slide up uh, until it gets to a point where the track touches the rungs. And at that point, or actually before that is where I was talking, the actual bottom of the, here, I catch myself pointing at the picture here. Yeah, I'm, that's right. Yeah. Um, the bottom of the single loader actually comes up off the ground to meet the track. And then you just, you know, you keep going up. There's a little plastic flip up piece on the front to kind of give you an indicator as where to stop with the ski. Um, oh, and that cool. tells you where, where the weight load point is. So then you can stop, set your brake, um, jump off the sled. And, and literally, if you go on the videos of our website, you'll see me and other guys just with one hand, you can literally lift, um, lift the, the bumper of your sled back up and then push it forward into the truck and it, that's when it engages the casters and rolls right in. Yeah, it is a one. It is a one-person job. It's a really great product, and again, it's not ta- attached to your box, so you're not drilling any hardware into your truck. Yeah, it it basically sitting on there, and like you said, there's a little step, like the wedge you'd mentioned, that keeps it from as soon as you get weight on it, push it down on your tailgate. It doesn't. It's not going to move. It's not going to go anywhere. So, mm-hmm. and you you recommend putting straps 
on it as well, just as a as a secondary, just in case, right? Yeah, yeah, you certainly can. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with strapping it down if you want to. I mean, it's it's the, the testing and everything was done on it without straps. But if that's your comfort level is to put a strap on it, then by all means, put a strap on it for sure. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Massart says he thought the goal was to launch it over the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do the video, but. Yeah, that's right. You'll hold the legal, camera. Legal, legal, <laughs> legal for both, for basic. <laughs> I hear you. This is a, is this your sled here? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, again, that was that same ride that same day, but that was last year on my, that's uh 18175 with a boondocker on it. So that was my, that's my mountain tamer edition. So. Yeah. Here's a, here's something Bobby O says he hates to be that guy, but do you know all trucks gross vehicle weight, um, GVWR, if the sled or side-by-side has a full tank of gas, the truck full tank of gas four guys luggage beer that's a ton of weight how do you how do you deal with that yeah so that's that's it probably i appreciate the question that's a great question um and and that's something that we can't control um other than if you look on our again back to the assembly instructions and on our website the owner has to be the onus is on the owner on that one you literally got to open your door and look at what the man tags are and, and go with that and then start doing, you know, start reversing the math from there. You know, the deck is 385 pounds. My sled is 425 times two. Uh, you know, this guy weighs 200 pounds. This guy's 250. It, it really comes down to that. And that back to a little earlier in the show when we were talking about kind of the push for the single loaders in Ontario was that the, a lot of people driving 1500 series trucks that the half tons don't have the carrying capacity as the one tons, obviously. Um, there are the OEMs actually getting a little wise to that now. You can specifically order your half ton now with pretty heavy duty suspension in it. I know Ford has an F-150 that you can order that has a little more than it actually has more carrying capacity than a 20 than a than a 250 um, just by just by the suspension on it. So it, it really comes down to that is you know you you do gotta have the truck that, that's gonna be safe to haul a load because the last thing we want to see is somebody going down a hill somewhere and cooking their brakes and having an accident because they didn't pay attention to what the, what the, you know, suggested GVR, GVWR was. So. Yeah. And do you think that like, if someone was overweight, is it, does it make the truck tippy at all? Or, or what are some of the, the things that can happen? Yeah. The handling characteristics with a sled deck with two sleds on it typically isn't too, um, you're not going to, you're not going to get a, a, you're going to get some body roll in a 1500. There's no doubt, especially in like Chevys are notorious for riding like a car and that's why we all love them, but they, they are a little soft. So you're going to feel some body roll in that. And again, it's, it's back to the, I don't think the body roll and stuff is this, is the big, as big an issue as the, it's the braking, right? They just, the trucks are made on a, on a weight rating based on the size of brakes that are in the truck. And as soon as you overheat a set of brakes, you're, you're in trouble. So yeah, I, I hear you. Okay, that makes sense. Fabio says, copy that, Brett. Thank you. And he gives you a thumbs up. So, yeah, yeah th- that's the thing. It's a great comment, you know, and a lot yep. of people won't realize that, yep. you know. So, so you're saying I shouldn't put that sled deck, the dual sled deck on the back of a Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> Is that kind of what you're getting at? That's why we have the Mountain Edition single loader. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Ryan C says he has a single loader. It's super easy to use. He says right there. Awesome. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
pretty popular product. I want one. I really yeah. do. That's a another great shot high above the clouds. How often do you get bluebirds days like this where you ride? Um, late late season. The later in the season, the better. Obviously, we get into you know we don't typically start riding till December, mid December. Um, and it's not that we don't have snow. It's just that we do. We need enough snow to cover. The creeks need to fill in. We need to cover the stumps. A lot of our areas, or a lot of our riding areas, are in old clear cut areas and a lot, a lot of logging areas. And depending on when that happened, some of them, you know, some of them there was stumpage fees, so they got rid of all the stumps, and a lot of them there wasn't. So we need enough snow to cover, you know, kind of the dangerous things underneath. So you know, we get, you know, our groomers don't roll, for instance, till there's about six feet of snow. Um, and the and the better riding areas, we need we need eight to ten feet of snow. Twelve feet gets it gets it pretty nice, and then everything on top of that starts to stack up. It just gets better and better. So, when you say groomer, it's it's just a snow cat, like a preenoth or with a blade uh, on the back, or do you actually yeah. tow a drag? Yeah, we so we have three in our riding area in the Kokala. We have three piston bullies, um, and we run tillers on on all three of them. So nice. Yeah, when you say 100 kilometers, that's that's quite a bit for for getting you into the mountain ranges, right? Because it will it be is. 100 kilometers of of not yeah. flat. It'll be you know yeah. up a mountain <laughs> path, right? Exactly. Yeah. Are you checking your carbides here? Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I'm just making sure. I was trying to put my scratchers up there, and uh, I, if you've seen the video of that, you'd laugh even more because the front the ski you see on that other sled is my buddy's son Cole, and I was kind of. I was, we were showing him how to wheelie up this hill and I, I literally just stuck it. I pogo stick my sled on a 175 and my buddy was so, he was cracking up laughing so hard to see, he almost dropped his camera or his, his phone in the snow because I was literally dangling off the handlebars of my sled on purpose. And Cole's like, at that point, I think Cole was probably 14 and he's got his helmet up and he's like, like, really? That's what I'm supposed to do? Just like that? <laughs> we're just killing ourselves. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> That wasn't quite it, but uh, it was an A for effort. That's wicked. It looks like he's stuck against a tree there. No, he's just hiding. That was protection so that I didn't hit him. So I said, just hide behind the trees. That way I know I won't come anywhere near you. <laughs> yeah, like that little treetop's going to stop you. Yeah, stop exactly. <laughs> yeah, just more traction there, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's beautiful. This is a this is the kind of I'd love to ride like this. Yeah, you know, deep snow downhill, just carving up a storm like you're on a snowboard. Yeah, power snowboard. Yeah, downhill power turns are what it's all about. That is wicked. This is a sweet Chevy right there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of our one of our. Bigger and better, I'll say bigger and better because Michael's a great guy. It's one of our dealers out here that's just down the road, uh, almost in Abbotsford. And that he he just picked his truck up that day and he was like, Hey, do you want a couple of photos for your your uh your deck new deck release? And we're like, Absolutely, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's yeah. a beautiful truck, right? Turned out pretty nice. Some in people the, like to see them with snow in the background, but I think that I think they did a pretty good job of that. So yeah, it looks good. You, you know, and the Marlin deck looks great up there too on that truck. Yeah, like we like I said, any color of black, it's fantastic, right? Yeah. Do you find people wrap the sides too, or they um, they tend to keep them black? Yeah, no, we do have actually have a number of people. We we did work with uh, SCS for a couple of years there as well. So 
That's the guys that supply BRP uh, Skidoo for the, with their wraps. If you if you look them up or shoot them an email, they have all the dimensions for our decks and stuff, and they'll cut you out. There's there's actually a couple companies out there that are doing it. Um, yeah, and there's actually we get a lot of customers sending in pictures and stuff of them matching their sleds or you know whatever their you know their their team colors kind of thing that they want to roll with. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you get some pretty awesome designs. Yeah, that's neat. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. You match your sleds and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. Here's a couple more up there. That looks like it's on a Ram of sorts. Yeah, that is. That's on uh, the guys that do that. Um, they do a magazine and a blog called Fate and Fear. Uh, oh yeah, the state, so to Colorado. That's uh, that's their that's their their setup. Sweet. Yeah. Now, with different, I think you said the sled decks are the same. The mounting brackets are different truck to truck, right? Nope. They're actually, nope. they actually are all the same. They are the, okay. the positioning. What I, maybe I missed, I missed, I didn't explain that well enough. Um, what's tricky is trying to get that to work with all trucks. We, we have it dialed in, but we always have to keep on top of it. And we don't change it unless there's something major that, that needs to be changed. But it's the, yeah, so the leg in itself and then the, the shim system that we use to adjust the height so that you can put it down specifically for your truck on how low you want it to sit on the box. And then uh, two years ago, we come up with our seal kit that goes in between the deck and the truck. So now you can, with those shims, you can adjust it down to put enough pressure on that seal kit to seal it off. And there's a there's a, the two side pieces that go with aluminum with the rubber gasket on the outside. And then there's a front rubber dampener that goes, that the headed rack extrusion is very specific and allows that to slide in there. And then there's a tailgate piece that goes in so that when you close your tailgate, it bumps up against the rubber as well and then seals the deck off. So so when you have stuff in the box of your truck, it's totally dry and 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 it's, clean. It's weatherproof but not waterproof. And I say that because the decking, the top decking on the on the deck itself is not is not waterproof. It's a slide together dovetail system. So some decks are really, really good, and some decks there there is some leakage through there. And also I'm always cautious to say this because it's an aluminum deck. When there's temperature variations, aluminum contracts and it, it, you know, it it heats up and cools down very quickly and creates condensation. So there is dripping inside the deck just simply because of that as well. So, but the the weather proof part of it or the weather seal part of it was designed, you know, um, when there was nothing there, if you're out on a a snowstorm and the wind's howling, you can literally get a snowbank in the, in the, in the box of your truck if it's if it's blowing the right way or the wrong way depending on how you look at it yeah yeah it stops that so for sure oh perfect and then the surface deck of the the marlin is it easy to keep clean like if you get up there with your sled and it melts you know the heat exchanger melts chunks of ice and then it refreezes how do you go about cleaning that that surface the nice part about having the super glides on there is you always that profile that sticks up is always gives you traction unless it's really extreme, but I I've never seen it to the point where you couldn't um, get enough traction to get up and walk around. And the other part of that is the stuff is like a ballistics material. So if you get a lot of ice up there, you can literally take a shovel or a, a, you know, an icebreaker or even your boot and stomp on it hard enough. It'll, it'll break up and then you can literally just kick it off the deck. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love the, I love that product in my trailer on the ramp because the little nibs you can walk up and down without slipping on your bum, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we use them on our ramp so you can do the same on our ramp. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. A trailer ramp is one thing when it's 
a foot and a half off the ground, but a sled deck in the back of a truck is, is four to five feet, depending on the truck. And that's, you know, on a, even on a 10 foot wrap, there's a bit of an angle there. So you want to be pretty confident. Another one of the reasons why we went to the wide glides was to give more of a footprint, um, easier, more stability and, and safer getting on and off. So. You know, and here's a picture of a ram and it looks like it has a leveling kit or it might even be lifted a bit. Um, is there a, is there a limitation of how, what angle that ramp can be? Like, do you say, do not make it more than 60 degrees or, or is that you're, once you ship the product, you're on your own? Yeah, it's, it is definitely kind of a user, you know, user friendly position that we would take on that. Um, one of the things we do offer is we, we do have a, we have three lengths of, of, uh, of ramp. So eight and a half feet, 10 feet and 12 feet. So the eight and a half foot is kind of designed for the five, five and five, eight truck boxes, just simply because of physical length, that's all that can go in there. The 10 foot is standard, comes in all the, all the decks unless you change it. And then the 12 foot, you have to have a long box for, to fit it in there because again, because of the physical length. Um, but the one thing we come up with, come out with, I think in 2017 or 18 was a two foot ramp extension. So if you do have that eight and a half foot and you do have a lifted truck or you have a lifted truck and, a, and you have a 10 foot and you need a longer ramp, that, that two inch extension literally slides on in seconds and slides off in seconds. It slides on the bottom section of the ramp when you're pulling it out and it just has two, uh, two quick, two rapid pins or quick pins on each side or one on each side. And yeah. then you, you extend the ramp out just to reduce that angle. So you want to keep it, you want to keep that angle safe for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you, you try and help the customer with that, depending on, on what they're looking for. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Because I, I, you do see them and on lifted trucks and you wonder how the people get the, get the <laughs> sleds up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's the fate and fervor. That's great. What, what's the, is there a rule legally or does it depend, depend on state or province on how much your stuff can cantilever or stick out the back or does yeah, it there, It does, it does go state by state in Canada. It's, it's four feet from the OEM taillights uh, before okay. you have to have a reflective. So, so nice now that all the OEMs are putting reflective taillights on the sleds. Um, so you are covered. You'd have to have a, pretty short truck and maybe a, maybe a five, five and a seven foot on a one seventy five would be getting close. Uh, but for the most part, everybody's within that. Or um, we always encourage people and, and our sales guys tell everybody, like if you're running anything more than a one fifty four on a, uh, on a seven foot deck, you need an extension for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, the, the super clamps themselves are, are rated for 800 pounds, evenly distributed down pressure. They're not designed to carry um, they're not designed to work against cantilever. So you That's start great. hanging three, four feet of the sled over the back and you hit a big frost heaver, a, you know, pothole on the side of the road and that sled bounces. There is a tremendous amount of pressure that goes to the front of the, off the skis to pull them up. So, yeah. Would you say this is at the limit here? The one yep. we're looking at? Yeah. Yep. Like it, yep. it seems that there's a lot of skid hanging over the back of that truck. There is. Yeah, there is for sure. And, and since that picture, he's actually got an extension now. Um, we did talk to him about it cause they do a lot of travel. And I just said, guys, you need to be, you need, you know, besides the safety factor and the super clamp, if you're overhanging like that on the front of the skid, you're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on that front spring. Uh, it's spring and shock and you, you'll beat the living crap out of that. So True. That's right. On your sled, the sled shocks for sure. Yeah. Well, the other thing is it's, it's really drawing attention to it as well. Right. And that's the last mm -hmm. thing you want when you're on the road. Right. Yes. Especially when you're pushing into new areas that aren't really, aren't really 
you know, that sled decks are new to, I mean, their law enforcement is everywhere. And when they start seeing that, and if they don't know, yeah, they're, you're, they're probably going to pull you over and start checking and maybe start going through the rule book. And we, unfortunately, we don't have every DOT regulation out there. We just, you know, you, again, it's back to the same idea as the weight rating on your truck. You, you got to understand that yourself and figure that stuff out because we can't do, we can't know all of them. So. Oh, for sure. I just want to uh, reply to a couple of comments. They're talking about that overhang and stuff. And I said, I'll show photos of my Renegade in the back of my Ridgeline next week. <laughs> I do have photos of that when I had my Ridgeline. I got Ram now, you know, but. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. This is your classic photo right there. You know, the model yeah, back with two sleds in the back. How clean do the sleds, like if you're talking, I, it's probably not that like that out west because they maybe not even use salt but you know in ontario when we have a lot of salt and stuff on the road how clean do your sleds stay when they're up there do you recommend covering them we i do use covers on mine when i'm going a distance but for local riding and stuff i don't and it does kind of depend if, if there's been a big storm go through or whatever and it's kind of warmed up i mean we use we don't use the chemicals that you guys use for sure as far as as much salt and stuff but uh, on a on a deck compared to a trailer, there's no comparison how much cleaner the sleds stay for sure. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just I still err, err on the side of you know you're still you end up in two lane traffic and you're passing somebody that throws a rock or anything like that. I just I'm a little fussy with my sled. I like to keep it pretty clean as well. So yeah, for sure. Oh, it's got a little side light in the O of the Marlin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, there's amber lights in the front and then the red LED, <clears throat> red LED side marker lights in the back, you bet. Very nice. Hmm. And that's a good that's a good shot of the LED tail light there. Um, yeah. so the little the little strip that's right here. Yeah. Uh, it does is that what the ramp extends out on? No, inside the uh, so the ramp actually just has hooks on it. So it hooks onto that whole back bar and, and it completely covers the LED light bar as well. That LED light bar is embedded into that. Um, it's, it's embedded into that. That's actually an extrusion for us. It's an inch and seven eighths. And the, the LED bar is, is, is embedded in there so that the ramp hooks can go over it and still can't contact it. So it's recessed a little bit. And then nice. the ramps themselves, when you open up the tailgate, there's, there's ramp tray in there that the ramps slide in right up tight underneath the deck. Um, as high as it can be so it still keeps you know at, at minimum you have 17 and a half inch of clearance between the bottom of the ramp and the bottom of the truck box so if you want to put totes in there or you know five gallon jerry cans it all fits in no problems so good idea there's another good shot without the sleds on it mm -hmm. so this is the explorer pro what other lines do you have in your uh, on your website in the sled deck, we, we just have the Explorer Pro, and that's just the series that the deck has come in. So that's the Explorer Pro 2. Um, you know, Explorer Pro 1 was the first the first edition, and then as, you know, this would be Gen 2 kind of thing. Um, so we just do the sled deck version, and then we have the ATV version as well. The only difference is the ATV version does not have the super glides on the deck itself. So Right on. And, no, oh, sorry. It, and it doesn't come with the – obviously it doesn't come with front and rear super clamps, so – I got you. 
Now, yeah. if someone wants to order product, can they buy on your website or do you, do you uh, recommend them to go to dealers? Yeah, we're dealer only. We, we just strictly distribution here. So we, we support our dealer network and that's, that's the only way to go. Um, we do have a dealer locator on our website. So depending on what product, and it's very product specific because we try and keep our website very current as to what the stocking dealers are. So if you're looking for a seven foot sled deck, click on the seven foot set the sled deck in the drop down, and then scroll to the bottom into the dealer locator and then put your postal code in there and it'll come up with the closest stocking dealers to your postal code. And, and we want to do that to keep people from driving, you know, a couple hundred miles or something like that to find, oh, and find out, they get there and find out that they actually don't have a seven foot sled deck. They only have eight foots or, you know, we try, we try and make it as easy as possible. So. And you'll find that the dealer will carry one specific line for their clientele. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, it's, it's usually always the dealer will, will carry a, a mix of seven and eight foots. And it's funny, it, it's very, when you start talking North America wise, uh, it's very territory driven as far as sales go. There is, there's a lot of areas that sell a ton of seven foot decks. And then there's a lot of areas that sell only eight foot decks, just because that's particularly the, the trucks that are in that area. So uh, the dealers kind of get to figure out fairly quickly as to what's going around. I, we always just tell people, you know, if a new dealer, if you're not quite sure, the best way to check is go take a drive by your local car dealership and see what their inventory is on the lot. If you don't see a short box truck on the lot, you're going to sell a lot of eight foot decks. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Renegade X says he got pulled over with a sled loaded on a single loader. He thought it was hanging out too far. The cop thought it was hanging out too far, but it wasn't. I said there are reflectors on it. He said you still need a flag if over the four foot overhang. Does that yeah. is that location yeah. specific? No, that is true. If you're over four feet, you do. It's the same as taking home, you know, picking up a couple two by fours at Home Depot or something. It's it, it is red flag required if you're over four feet. You bet. There you go. So best to have a measuring device when you're yeah. uh, when you're loading yeah. the sled. So good yeah. tips too, Renegade X. That's great. Yeah, thank you. People know That's that, good, right? Good question. Thanks for putting that out. Yeah, absolutely. My fans are awesome. They they they're full of knowledge. They're full <laughs> of BS and knowledge. <laughs> Did they get that all from you, Gary? No. <laughs> oh come on! I, I think said you I, ran up there for a good one. You could have told right. spread. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's that sexy Chevy again. That's awesome. <laughs> That's kind of a cool. Uh, the backdrop to that last picture is kind of neat. It, it kind of, when they sent it to us, so that's, that's underneath the bridge of the, our, we just moved into our new buildings so or our new headquarter buildings. We used to be in Chilliwack and now we're in Agassiz and we just built new property, new building, new everything. And we have to cross that bridge every day to get to work now, the Agassiz Rosedale Bridge. And it's, uh, it's quite a far span and it spans over the Fraser River. It's spectacular and there's mountains on either side. So it's my drive to work. I was talking to my buddy from Calgary just one day last week and his wife is uh, from Russia and she doesn't like how Cal- she likes Calgary, but she doesn't like the cold in the wintertime. And I said, you know, Julia, if I could, uh, if I could, if you could be looking through my eyes right now, I'm crossing over the bridge and I'm looking up at, at snowy covered mountain peaks on either side. And the, and the Valley is green. We don't typically get, we don't get much snow and it doesn't get, it doesn't even freeze in the Valley very often. We get it a little bit, but within a couple of days it warms up and it's gone. And she's just blown away. She's like, oh, man, we need to move that way. We need to move out there. So it's it's a pretty special place for sure. Oh, yeah. Never get that. That bridge looks gorgeous. And that's <laughs> the bottom of it. That's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah. You got nice finishing on here too. Like you said, the little LEDs on the side and you've got end caps on all the all the extrusion. Yeah. Pretty cool. So how long, if you're, if, if a DIY guy is putting this in his truck, how long does it take to install one of these things? Uh, the first time, like the initial time, I always tell people it's like, it's about a half an hour. Um, it's literally just squaring the deck up into the truck box itself, like square on the side, square to the, the center, center support is underneath the center, you know, the center of the rear window. <clears throat> and then you got to drill four holes if you're using our bolt down system and it's four half inch bolts. The holes are already pre-existing in the leg. So it's a matter of you just square it up, drill those four holes in, drop the bolts that are supplied. And then we have a, a three and a half by two and a half inch threaded plate that goes on the bottom side. And, you know, the first time you might need a buddy to go down there and you drop the bolts through, hold the plate up there, get it started, and then impact it up in position. And then once you've done that, that's the, the cool part about this is once you've done it the first time and the holes are in, after that, you can, <clears throat> you can undo it yourself and take it out yourself with just an impact. Um, you can just take an impact to the top and hit it. It'll unthread. The, the, the plate will drop down to the ground. And then when you want to put the deck back in, you put it in, drop the bolts in, go underneath, give those threaded plates a spin, and then go back in and hit it with an impact, and, and they'll they'll suck up tight again. So Oh, nice. You don't have to worry about having a wrench on the bottom, you know. No. You know no. One, one person can actually do it once yep. it's installed. Yeah, yeah. you bet. Yeah, there's talk. Uh, do you really need a 2500 series truck to, to have a deck on it or does it depend? Yeah, again, it comes back to just what the what the factory, what the OEM rating is on that particular truck. Because um, I, like I said, I, I, I don't know all of them and it all depends. Some of the, in the 15, or in the, the F-150, for instance, there's eight different suspension packages you can put in the truck if you factory order. Um, and that all it comes down to what the what the GVWR that you want in the truck. So um, you can totally legally put one in a half ton as long as the GVWR is, is high enough for what you're carrying. Yeah, nice. Again, the brakes are the key, right? Yep. So yep. is that a, that's a snowmobile track that we're looking at winding through this mountainside? That's me. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. You, you know how much. Forever. You know how much I had to beg my buddies to not follow me in there and mess that up before I took that picture? Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all waiting at the end of that track there, just like okay, I'm gonna give them like three minutes and then we're yeah, you've got, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got five minutes and then we're we're yeah. coming and we're just gonna tear up that hill. Yeah. You should have sent a after picture of all the that thing shredded. <laughs> Totally. Wow! Look at that untouched. That's uh, that's Brandywine and Whistler. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's out going out towards Ring Mountain and Whistler. It's it's a pretty special area. Yeah. This is great. If you ever want to know what's on your mind, you look in your goggles. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't get very many good ones like that, but that particular one I really liked because it was uh, it was very clear and it was a very beautiful day. <laughs> I love that shot. Yeah, that snow glows like your head, Gary Corey Jinks says. It's very true. <laughs> That's that shot there. It does. <laughs> I think I think I have more wrinkles than that shot though. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Drew's got it too soon, Corey. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, but another nice shot, and you made this one black and white for added mood. Is that a yeah. glacier? Is that a glacier we're looking at? Uh, no, it's actually not. Uh, there is a glacier in that mountain range a little bit further back, uh, but it just yeah that that was one of my favorites. That's in that Styome uh, Valley, or, sorry Styome Mountain Range out of Boston bar. And I, I did took that picture and then we wanted to use it for our website. And I said, you know what, let me just switch that over to black and white and see what it looked like. And it, everybody was like, yeah, that looks pretty epic. So that is very epic. <laughs> there we go. That's your old summit, is it? Yep. That's the old one. Nice. I still have that one actually, just because that I, you know, I, I threw that boondocker on it a few years ago and uh, I, Man, I that sled has been knock on wood. I've done nothing but add fuel and oil to that sled and change the spark plugs, and it's been flawless from day one. Right on. Yeah, good machines, man. Yeah. I can't believe how, how reliable they built these 850s now. Oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. Seen a lot for sale with uh, with like 18,000 kilometers on, not touched. You know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go far too, too far back to figure out how much time we spent wrenching. I mean, we used to go mountain riding for one ride wrench for six days. So we could go back out on the seventh. And now it's like, it's literally like cheating. You take the thing home and you're lucky if you even like, do I even take the side panel off this thing and look at my clutches? I mean, I used to be a <laughs> guru and I'd drag everybody to death for not cleaning their clutches and smooth, like you had to do everything. And now I hardly even know the things are there. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. What what brings you to Skidoo over over another brand? Is it something you've always ridden, or do you have a a reason why you prefer the Summit? Yeah, I, I, honestly, Gary, I don't know. Um, like growing up in Saskatchewan, like I said, I had an old snow jet. We had some John Deere's. We had Yamahas. My dad was a big Yamaha guy. Um, I just uh, my first mountain sled was the 08 XP. And uh, I rode, had six, uh, rode my buddy's 670 back in the day, and we went up a few times, had a blast. And then, yeah, when the when the XPs came out and advertised weight was blah, 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 I kind of jumped on then, and I fell in love with it right then and haven't looked back. So, Yeah, that's cool. And this, who's this sexy beast? Well, can't you see the similarities? My hair's a little bit shorter. Than <laughs> How much with that flat top military cut there? How much snow piles up when you don't yeah, have a hat on? It can, get, it can get pretty tall. <laughs> are you are you That's sitting great. there talking to your buddies and there's like four inches? That's right. <laughs> Corey Jinx says, because Skidoo is the best. I was getting at that, Corey Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to be sure. a little, like, I can be brand, I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Skidoo guy, but I, it's, it's funny that you bring that up though, because I mean, we sell at every different OEM and, and they're all awesome. Like, and I, my buddies will ask me, well, what should I buy? And I'm like, what can you afford? Because at the price of everything today, everything out there should be good. I got lots of buddies that ride Polaris's and they love them and guys that ride Alphas and they love them. The Yamaha is a little faded off, like just out here because of the weight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't not ride with anybody because of what they ride, what brand they ride, but there's a good mix out there. Um, and, and it's awesome. So, Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, the, you know what, like you said, the, 
they all are, are about the same price point. So you kind of got to put your butt on them and figure out what fits you the best, right? Yeah. yeah. But I might think ride's amazing. Someone else might think it's horrible. And like totally. I wrote a Polaris XCR, it was way too stiff for me, but but McKenna loved it. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, um, you, you take what you're used to and what you ride and that kind of thing, right? Yep. yep. So... The, the, I was just getting it. I didn't know whether you had a Polaris and it had broken down and this was a shoddy walking back to the truck or <laughs> what. But... <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> there's, there's one. So is that the extension we're looking at? No. So that's just a standard 10 foot. And that's, okay. that's just, that's a stock. That's a stock thirty five hundred. That truck. I mean, he's got a little bit lower profile tires on it than stock are. So yep. the truck still sits pretty much stock height. So that's pretty much what a ten foot looks like. I drive up that. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's you know what. Like I said, once or twice up or down, and it's really not issue. Most people go, oh yeah, you know what? I was making a bigger deal out of this was, and I always tell people, I'm not. It's not. I'd rather people be cautious of it than be, oh, this is easy and go flying up there at 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, use a little bit of common sense and, and get yourself up there safely. Yeah. Now, when you hit that bump in the halfway, do you feel that or is it not really an no, issue? No, you hardly feel the transition at all. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, the point yeah. skidoo 800 hours in the house. He's got a sled deck on his truck and it's yes. lifted. Yeah, yeah. So the, um, yeah, so he'll probably have some comments on that. Um, sure. Lapointe wants to uh, sled five one nine wants to know how to have a sled deck and not become a viral YouTube sensation, social media <laughs> sensation. So help him out there. Yeah, that's good. Well, and that thing that does that truck is leveled or lifted and and it's got low profile profile yeah. tires, so it might even yeah. be a little bit higher than stock. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Love that shot from the drone. Yeah, that was a cool shot. Very cool. Yeah. Again, the 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 sleds look like they're hanging out over the back too far on that <laughs> one, too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> you should get him to resend me those pictures now that he's got his extension. So yeah, you should. Oh, so that's the same guy, is it? Yeah, that's the same guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, look at that shot there. You yeah. can really see it. Yeah. I'd be worried about like I know super. I've used super clamps, right? I love them. Yeah. The front and rear. I've got, I've got a pair in the front and a pair for the rear in my enclosed. But I don't think I'd trust them to hold skis from popping up. No, you know, to a certain degree, they are metal underneath the plastic. But still, I don't know. Yep, yep. it's just something that they're not. They're not. They were never designed for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I see what you're saying about the suspension, the sled. You're, you're going to be running full out fully extended locked right like yeah it, uh, yeah that's knowing your like, like what bobby o was saying a eh? knowing your vehicle knowing what you're hauling and uh, and making sure you take the right precautions and it sounds like marlin has the accessories to actually outfit your truck to make it as safe as possible you bet yeah Bobby O says, can you actually put the li the lift on there and put a kitty cat on the top of the roof of the truck? <laughs> that might be a new product for you, right? We, we do get asked, but uh, we haven't we haven't quite gone that far that yet. <laughs> yeah. 
That would be custom. You yeah, that would be custom. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there's a nice little uh, side by side uh, on a deck. Now, that's a sled deck, or is that a side by side specific one? Yep. So that's a sled deck. So that's a that's an eight foot deck with a two foot extension on it. So the overall length is ten feet. Um, and the reason why I wanted to send you that picture is to show you that that you can put a side by side up on the sled deck, no problem. As long as you got the, as long as the, you know, the length of the machine doesn't is it longer than what you're, you know, have available for deck space. And that's a that's a trail trail machine, so it's 50 inch the 50 inch wide segment, and that actually is loaded and unloaded just on our standard sled deck ramp. So you don't need anything special for the 50 inch series um, side by sides. The, the sled deck is designed to, to take it. In fact, we we were doing some testing, and Bruce, the owner, took that home and loaded and unloaded in his front of his house in his you know suburb 214 times or something like that like legit over 200 times and his neighbors kept coming out do you need some hand like are you having a problem with that thing like what's the issue he's like no no, no i'm just testing the ramp <laughs> so he's going up down up, yeah, down. Down, up down wow that's pretty wild <laughs> well we wanted to advertise that you could use it and he says well we better be able to load a couple hundred times without any issues so we we measured deflection and not everything and everything just came back to the way it was supposed to be. So cool. And you know what? The, uh, the that's more of a testament to the actual side by side, be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, continuously. <that's> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Another great shot. This is a dually Ford yeah. F350. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or is it a 450? I'm not sure. Uh, I think that one actually is a 450. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Nice wheels yeah, on it too. He sent, a, he sent a few more pictures of that. That's a pretty nice setup for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and that, that kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier, Gary, with, you know, safe, smart, and secure, and also sexy if you want to throw in another S there, because it's, you're putting, look at that, and you can imagine how much that truck cost, and then the what he's done to the truck after he bought it. I mean, you want something that looks pretty darn good if it's sitting on there right yeah yeah um Lapointe said it's good if you're a young lad but he doesn't like loading himself on big 35s the incline is pretty pitched yeah, yeah well uh Lapointe, back to that the so that picture there if you picture that 10 foot ramp if you have a short box and then add another two feet on with our deck extension to make oh, sorry with our ramp extension to make it 12 feet um it reduces that ramp angle huge so it's there's a lot of people that are pretty convinced after they see after they put it, that two foot extension on there and see what it does to the ramp. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, right? Corey Jinks says Nerona loves his Marlin deck. <laughs> Nerona. <laughs> Nerona's a great guy. He loves this show. Nerona's my favorite. Yeah, he's a good guy, and he yeah. does love Marlin. Right? I get to spend a lot of time with Dave. We've got yeah, a, yeah, a lot of adventures together. <laughs> yeah, make sure you say hi to hi to I him will. for me and, and have a uh, what does he call the drink at the at the lodge? It's a the full, uh, throttle. full throttle. The full throttle. Have a full, full throttle, throttle with him. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go to Grizzly without having a few. <laughs> no, exactly. Bobbio says, "Yeah, I seen Nerona on one of their videos. I'm sure he's been <laughs> more than one." <laughs> You should have yeah. been all caps on the one there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was that was sarcasm at its best, you know. That's right. 
No, he's a good guy. He loves he he's been on the show every season. I think yeah. he was on twice this year, actually. Um, he loves it. He loves being well, on the on the show. When, so. I, when, when you sent me the email, Gary, and it said if you want to add a guest on, you could add someone. I thought, oh, maybe I'll spring Dave on. Then I went, ah, he's already got too much FaceTime on there already. Yeah, His exactly. head's too big already being on this. So yeah. Well, I had the actual reverse comment that uh, Marlon Deck's coming on, and and uh, they said who's the co-host tonight. And I said, no, I don't think I'm going to have a co-host. And they go, good. I'm all glad it's not Nerona. <laughs> and I went, I'm going to, just for saying that, I'm going to reach out to Nerona, my buddy, and get him on here. I love and him. And he laugh his head off, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, he, yeah I, I really do like the guy. He's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Throwing Sparks says, uh, good good selling point to tell your wife the truck needs a new airbag suspension. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yep, yeah. that works too. So Avalanche Canada, that's an association that uses your product, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a couple well, Avalanche Canada is based out here, it's fairly local to us. Um, and we got them hooked up a couple years ago with the deck, and now they run them on all their trucks and, and their Avitechs need to get around. They go around and check snowpacks in all different riding areas, hold clinics and do all sorts of stuff. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it was a real bonus to kind of have them come to us, um, this as you know, in their, in their eyes, kind of the industry leader, um, and working with a company that was local. So it's been a great, it's been a great working relationship with them for sure. Yeah. I actually, there's a comment from Keith. He says they should incorporate a lift in the front of the deck. It would be a better incline. Do you think you need that Brett? Um, you know, we, we Keith, we've had that question before, as far as, uh, how do you get, how do you reduce it? And it, it comes down to, you know, me, I'm sounding like a broken record saying, once you load and unload, I'll say the max three times, everybody that has some hesitation about loading comes back and says, you know what, that's 10 times easier than I ever thought it would be. So um, no, it, it's really not necessary. Um, and again, it goes back to the, you know, if you're not comfortable with the length of the ramp that you have in the angle, that two foot extension changes that whole perspective a lot and keeps you safe. And then once you're up on there and you, like I said, after the second or third time, everybody comes back and says, you know what, this, this is a piece of cake. So yeah, it's, well, valid. it's less moving, less moving parts on the deck part yep. of your truck too. Like, yep. you, like, like you said, you've got that sealed and, and once it's bolted in place, it's there. It's for sure. A lot less can, can go wrong with it. So yep. I think that's a key yeah, thing. LaPointe says he loves, he likes that extension that you showed in that picture. Cool. So re reach out to Brett there at, at Marlin Products here and he'll, he'll yeah. tell you where to go Absolutely. for that extension. But, uh, and there you <laughs> go. I love this old Ford Explorer. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. And that's, so a, that's not, that's not just a prop that that guy uses that truck. That's his sled truck. Yeah, like you see a lot, even even um, uh, Muskoka Freerider with that old beast he has as well, right? So yeah. there's no real limitation to the age of your truck. That no. that like your product is fits in fits in them all. Yep, you bet. What about El Caminos? You know, <laughs> uh, I think we're back to the single loaders. <laughs> Dodge Rampage. Yeah, that's right. You know, Honda Ridgeline. 
What about that uh, that Santa Cruz from Kia? You know, you know I, I actually, uh, there's a fellow at our golf course that just has a brand new one. And I was there the other day looking at it and I'm like, it was locked up and Daryl was actually on the course or I was going to grab my tape measure and take some measurements because I still, I honestly think he could use a single loader in there. So I got to figure yeah, it you out. Might, you might be able to, it might be, yeah, Subaru Brat, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. But you'd have to take the seats out of the back for the brat. Yeah. Work. No, that'd be that'd be cool. I, I don't know how much suspension weight you could put in the back of a cruise, yeah. but wouldn't that be awesome? There, there's actually a commercial on TV where they're showing the cruise pulling a trailer with a sled in the back. Yeah, that's right. You know, so maybe they'd be able to do it. That, that'd be a cool little photo op for you there. It right? would. Not as cool as this. This 250 is sweet. It's like a 70... <laughs> It's like a 72 or 73. Man, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the person that owns this? Is this I, I don't. I don't know. Tyler, one of our sales guys, Tyler does. Um, t- sorry, I call it one of our sales guys. He's our actually VP now. Um, he knows he knows the dealer that that uh, that bought the that sold the deck and knows the guy that owns it. So yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. I like that this is a newer one. I like the old one better, the old Ford. Yeah. Well, thanks, Gary. That's mine. This is your truck here? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Nice. And look (laughs) at, there you go. All the chickens that didn't like the overhang of the sled. This is is what the product marketing guy has. And they're six inches if a foot, you know. That's right. This is setting the example. This is the way it should be traveled. Mm-hmm. I like it. So is that a turbo? Or are you running a turbo now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah how do you like that? Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a new, it's the expert with expert package in the A50R. Yep. Oh, nice. And you, I heard the new turbo from Nerona is just loves to eat. Oh, that thing is nasty. It's it's a it's a weapon. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that, that's a game changer for sure. Yeah. It's that's so much fun to ride. Yeah, that's cool. What do you think of the new um, trail sled they come out with? That's an 850 turbo. Oh man, you guys are gonna have a blast. I know, isn't it crazy? Nuts. They got a liquid cooler water injection system on the back. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? It's oh uh, yeah. I mean, BRP's tech is. Yeah, it's kind of second to none for sure. But uh, yeah. that, that slide is going to be unreal for you guys for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't wait to see it. You know, it's just uh, talk about dropping the mic. But yeah. Beautiful truck you got there. I was only kidding. At least you're going to make it. To, you're going to make it to the mountain where the guy on the 73s might <laughs> There you go, yeah. He I, might make it there. I make it there comfortably, though. I don't mind my heated seats and my steering wheel and, no. He, he might have you have you hold the flap in the four barrel open while he pumps it <laughs> while he tries to start it, yeah, but you'll be there. This is what I've, I've seen this uh, a, a vehicle like this. There's a guy in air that actually has one in my hometown with okay. this marlin with this marlin on the back of it. Yeah. Okay. So and, then, and he tows the he tows a trailer with his Harley in it, and they go down to Vegas or whatever some some place far away and. And yeah. goes for a rip. So yeah, it's a, that's wicked when you see a bus like that on the top <laughs> of a truck. Yeah. Yeah, I can guarantee you turn a lot of heads when you pull in up to a traffic light. 
Yeah. And you're saying that that wouldn't be tippy or would it have, uh, you know, would it give you a little bit more lean? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that because there's a couple of things that to come into play there. Number one, so that's on a one ton. So it's on a 350 uh, stock that it's it stock. There's actually airbags on that truck, but there's no air in the bags on that time. Bruce does some other stuff with that truck. So he, he, there was no air in it, I believe. Um, and so it's a sled deck with a riser on it again. And then the four door max on there. So wet weight on that will be 20, probably 2,300 pounds or something like that. Um, and one of the cool things, if you can see on the picture, one of the things that's unique to our side-by-side -side deck and our riser is the tire tie-downs that we use. So instead of tying down the frame of the side-by-side -side to the deck, so tethering it down and preloading the suspension, we use, I, I kind of got that idea, stole it from a tow truck. I was, I was actually doing the testing of the side-by-side -side deck and I pulled up to a, a stoplight and a flatbed tow truck drove by me with a car on it and he had the tire straps on it and I looked at it and I was kind of like, huh. So I went and did my loop that I was doing this mountain, this little mountain, the road that went up through the mountains outside of Chilliwack and was testing a couple things. And I come back and I kind of jerry-rigged some straps to go over the tires and I went back and I did the same loop and I put my GoPro or a GoPro up on and I, I videoed both trips. So the one with the suspension preloaded and then the one where we just tied down the tires and the visual difference was it, it told, was the tail of the tape because the machine was up there doing this with the tire tie downs and I was feeling nothing in the truck like to the yeah. point where I was looking in my mirrors and going like do I still have this thing on because something <laughs> feels drastically different so what we realized very quickly was when you when you preload the suspension on the machine and you're going down the road and you hit uneven roads frosties potholes whatever and whatever weight transfer from that machine when it's tied down goes through the deck into the truck then you felt a lot of body roll and a lot of shift and a lot of you know you feel it on the brake stopping and everything else but as soon as we went to the tire tie downs and tie down and let the suspension of the machine do its own thing and you're going down the road the, the machine's doing this and the deck is just flat machines going like this and you're like whoa okay we're onto something here so then we designed our own tire tie down system and a whole way of lock of tying it down like that. And that's all we use. And it works fantastic. So that's awesome. What kind yeah. of, what kind of not liabilities, but legal testing do you got to do or certifications? Is there certifications that are involved in, in, in coming out with a product like that? Yep. Yeah. So whatever you're going to, whatever you're going to weight rate it for. So those are the, the side-by-side deck and the risers and the sled decks are all rated for 2,850 pounds. So then there's a safety factor that we have to work into off of when we're doing our FEA testing. Um, and that's, and that's what we stay. We actually bump it up so that we're, we don't ever run the minimum on any of our safety testing. We're, we're much more than what it is. Um, but then we, you know, we downgrade the rating as to what, what we want it to be, to be again, back into the safe side of things. The last thing we want is, is somebody to have an accident with it. So, yeah. Who, who sets the, those values? Is it the ministry or is it something that you guys create the, the, the bar and set that bar? There's, there's no, yeah, there's no real regs that you're going to pull from anywhere we've looked. Um, so we, we rate, again, we go back to what the truck ratings are and then kind of work backwards from there and figure out what the machines ratings are, are, and then go by that and go, okay, well, if this truck is capable of carrying this machine plus the deck, plus the passengers, you know, roughly this is where we're going to be at. Okay. This is where we need to be. And that's add our safety factor in. And then we work backwards from that. So. Yeah. Nice. 
Well, it sounds like you guys have really thought of it all, right? Like it's it's not like you're just pushing this out there. You want you want people to have that good experience and make it to the hill. Well, and we want to be in business tomorrow also, to be totally honest. And we have a lot of exposure. I mean, we're in we we have a big presence in the US and we and we have a presence worldwide with our distributors. So, you know, you can get you can get stuff thrown at you from all directions and we 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 have to make sure that we're covered. So we we take it very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And as far as the uh the social media goes and and where where can people follow you online if they want to know more information about your products and and services? Yeah, it's our, our website is just is uh, is marlonproducts.com and then our social media on, on Instagram is Marlon underscore products and then on, on Facebook it's Marlon Products. So you can find us you can find us pretty easily on uh, yeah. any avenue and, and all things kind of lead back to us. I mean we're we are a company that prides ourselves on customer service big time and, and I I can't even tell you how many phone calls I pick every day every up every day from customers just calling you know, their salesperson or their dealer didn't, wasn't quite sure. So, you know, they looked up our website, found our number and, and somebody's directed them to me on a specific question or, or, you know, a question, a product. Um, just the other day, we had a, a really nice gentleman from Ontario called up and said, Hey Brad, I've, I've come up with a new, I think is a new idea for carrying ramps in your truck. If you're, if you, you know, you don't have a sled deck and you don't have a single loader, you bought a set of ramps from Canadian tire from somewhere where do you put them? You load your quad up or your sled up and you got to lean them up against the side, but it's going to bang off the side of your machine or the box of your truck. You, you come up with a way of carrying them, which I thought was super slick. And he said, would you guys be interested? And I said, absolutely. And, and we take, I take those calls all the time with people that have products. Um, we'd love to partner up with people that they got something that's, that's cool and uh, innovative and we can come up with it. Cause that's, that is one of our things is, is the products we like to come up with. We'd like to be, you know, fairly specific to us, we like we like things that are unique, but are you know have our own Marlon spin on them. So they they try and we try and fit as much you know user value into the product as usable. I you know example being the multi trailer, um, our John boats for instance, back to the boats are the widest John boats in the industry. Stability, carrying capacity, all that stuff. So we there, there's a couple of things you got boxes that have to be ticked, but we're always willing and, and open to taking a look for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, I know every time I phoned, it's been instantly uh, reception answers, and you answered right off the bat. It's yeah. it was really good, you know. No voicemail jail there. That's for sure. I love that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, if you call me and there's three feet of fresh up there, you're probably getting my voicemail. <laughs> yeah, if there's three feet of fresh here, you won't be hearing from me. <laughs> exactly. So the feeling is mutual. It's a two way street. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Marlon certainly makes it a lot easier getting into spots for deep snow than a regular trailer. That's what Greg Kelly says. It's true, right? Because you can't be back in your trailer in tight spaces. And is that why they're so popular out West is because your parking is limited? I, I think that's why it probably started out here so much is, is we do a lot of the riding areas. Um, there's a lot of ro logging road access only to the places that we ride and they're just, you know, there's there's pullouts to pass logging trucks and stuff, but that's about it. So having a trailer up some single lane logging road and trying to get turned around at the top, you, you just, you literally cannot do it. Or you see the guys, you know, unhook a unload their sleds, unhook a trailer, spin it around, turn the truck, hook up the trailer and get pointed downhill for when they come home. That's a pain in the butt. 
Um, whereas, you know, the guy behind him is pissed off because he's got a sled deck and he's telling the guy to get the hell out of the way because he wants to get going kind of thing. So it, uh, it definitely, it definitely comes from that. So. Yeah. Good point. Uh, LaPointe Ski 800R says, what type of lubricant do you use on the aluminum? Lubricant on the aluminum. Um, if you're, if you're asking about the slide points on the sled deck, which I think you are, um, the best way to do it, and it's kind of a maintenance thing that I I filled it out. I'm not sure if it's on our website, but if it's not, it's going to go up there. So a spring and fall maintenance that's, maintenance that's really good for our slide points on the sled deck is pull the slides out, wash them up the best as you can with a pressure washer or a car washer or whatever. Um, <clears throat> wipe them down with, uh, with brake clean. So don't spray it directly on them. Spray it on a rag because brake clean on paint is not good. Uh, get it, don't want to get it on your truck. So wipe the slide points down really, really good. And then spray them with dry graphite spray. So you can pick either one of those products up at most auto place, auto, you know, parts stores and let the dry graphites uh, dry on there. It only takes a couple of minutes and then they'll, they'll actually slide better than they were brand new. So it's, it's a very good maintenance program. So great tip. Great tip. What's the story with this photo we're looking at here? Yeah. Just first tracks in the morning. You know, you always got to be, you always got to be showing off to your buddies when they can't keep up to you. You got to take a picture so you can show them later and like, Hey, where were you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, this is, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I, I think this is in Revy somewhere. Um, and I think I, I'm, I'm a scenery guy. I'm not a, I don't take a lot of picture of guys doing crazy things on their sled. I probably should do more, but I, I'm more about the scenery. I got, I could have sent you a million pictures of, you know, trees and mountains and, and, and snow and stuff, but I, I cut it off kind of short for you, but I, I don't know. I just, I just love those pictures of snow in the trees. It just, that's what gets me going. So. Oh yeah. It's so cool. Even here in the trails, when you get tree snow in the trees like that, it's awesome. Yeah. The snow ghosts. There's yeah. the after picture of that scene right there. That's, I knew I had that picture actually. So that was kind of, I, I figured it was still in the roll there somewhere, but yeah, that was, so that was six minutes after I took the picture. Oh my God. <laughs> there isn't a foot of, there isn't a foot of snow that's not covered there. Yeah. That's wild. How, how long would you spend a, of the day of the ride in this location? Would that be the whole day? Um, it probably to some degree kind of depends on the depth and the quality of the snow there. So if it, that looks like some of the pictures, like it was pretty good. So I think that day there was four of us and we'd be in there for a couple hours, hour and a half, two hours maybe. And then we'd move on to the next bowl kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And you, do you typically like you see on YouTube kind of thing, you like ride all day and go back in the dark or you, are you trying to get home before the sun sets? Yeah, most of our areas that we ride, it's if we get out early enough, you try and get back when there's some light for sure. It's just it's, there's nothing good happens in the mountains when it's dark. It always seems to when things are going to go wrong, it's when it's dark, and then it's just a struggle from there. So I've been I've been caught out a few times, and it's it's no fun. So we we definitely try and get the majority of the way back to the truck before it gets too dark. So oh, absolutely. Now, do you have the big gauge on your uh, on your turbo, or did you just get the yep. standard gauge? Yeah, you do. Yep. That's yeah. nice, huh? Oh man, I, I I have a testimony for that gauge. Like I know some people struggle with it with the connecting and disconnecting and stuff, but we were in Whistler. Uh, we were up in Brandywine pretty early season with some guys that had took them back into a new zone that they'd never been to. And we we got up top of this area called the gauntlet. Well, we ran up the gauntlet. We had to sit at the top 
and wait for the clouds to clear. The forecast at about 11, so about 11.10. <clears throat> the clouds cleared, like the, the skies opened up. It was bluebird and epic, but the forecast also said that that was returning at around 2.30. So I said to the guys, okay, we're going back in here. We'll get to the zone. We'll rip it up for a couple hours. And then when I tell you that we're leaving, we're leaving. Like, don't, when I say we're going, I don't want 15 minutes of finding you stuck somewhere in a tree well or whatever. Like, let's go because it, it's going to, we're going to get socked in here again. So, of course, they're my buddies and they're going to just like, they're going to ride till they want to stop riding. So at 345, we start leaving. We get to the top of the glacier and it is soup. But I mean, I can't see my ski tips hardly. That's how much soup it is. So organize the guys. Okay, we're going single file and I'll go. And I set the, I set the GPS and it tra- actually that's, I got to correct myself. My buddy, my salesman at GDP set his, Lars set his machine and he said, my, my map worked perfectly. So I jumped on his sled and he rode my sled and I followed that track out for about 40 minutes, which should have taken us 10 minutes on the glacier. It took us about 40 minutes and they were literally skis touching snow flaps. And I, I was looking one eye on my one eye on the 10 and a half inch screen and one eye on the tracks coming in. So I could just see the break in the snow to make sure that I was on it. And that thing, when I was two or three feet off a line, like it was green, 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 off a little bit, yellow, 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 and the further off it changed, and then I went back, green, 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 and it kept us, it dropped us right back into Grizzly Lake where we left, and the guys were like, they were, they couldn't believe that how great that thing worked. I mean, we've used other GPS, and we all carry sat, we carry sat phones and GPS standalones as well, but it's one thing to have a GPS in your hand and try and run your machine and look, but having that screen right there, I mean, it, it, I couldn't say enough about it. It was epic. Oh, Absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I love it on my trail sled, that's for sure. Yeah. And once they get it dialed in with the ride share program and the, you know, the buddy system, and, and I think pretty soon not going to have to be hooked up to your phone, that's going to be like, yeah, that, Polaris, Polaris's program is, is phenomenal, and I'm sure Skidoo is going to get to there. So yeah, they will. They will. Yeah. It sounds like they're there. They they almost yeah. launched it at Club, but they uh, they have a, still a little bit of, a bit of work to do on it. But yeah, um, and that's the thing. My phone jack is screwed, so it's not yeah. really. I found it's not the sled, and yep. I, I'm not sure if it's because it's being from being plugged in like this all the time and it's shaking that yeah. that that's loosened off my connector or, yeah. or, or what, because I've ran this for years in, in a homemade phone holder that I did. And as well as, you know, in my 7.8 inch, now my 10 and a quarter inch. And I'm not sure if just the vibrations is causing that or my phone's an XR. So it's not the newest either. Yeah. So, but um, whenever I have, connectivity issues i just reach in there unplug it plug it back in or whatever usually it comes up the icon you just have to tap it and it yeah so not a big deal even the simplest fact of some guys were some of my buddies were having a hard time with it and then we realized that as long as you're as long as you switch over to an actual the actual iphone connect uh wire yeah it was night and day the difference so it worked really well yeah, because some of the ones you buy at the gas station are charge only. They don't have a data port to it. And I, yeah. hear, I hear that's the thing with the Skidoo gauge. You need data transfer as well, yes. right? Or you yeah. need that data, you know, with the, with the charging. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's When it works, it's, it's amazing. I mean, everybody says it too. So, highly recommend it. 
So yeah. must be six feet of snow in that pick with Matt, with Brett. <laughs> yeah, that, was pretty, that was a pretty deep day. I will. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That that was a pretty fun day. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is wild. That's, that's a downhill stuck day there. So yeah, <laughs> that's a tough day in the office. Telling that's you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there you're so promoting your old love, company there. So I'd love to tell you that this picture is me and my wife, but it's not. It's uh, it's me and my buddy doing a, a little bromance on the top of Turbo in, in Revelstoke just for shits and giggles. Um, right. Yeah. Right on. So if, you, if you look between us there in the background, that's there's there's some cloud cover down there, but that's Three Valley Gap. Um, so the Turbo is kind of one of the highest points and off of Boulder Mountain. It's a pretty famous, pretty famous hill climb for the back in the day when there was hill climb competitions and stuff. So. Yeah, it's uh, now just to the left of me. I made sure I didn't put them in there, but the Heliski landing pad is uh, to the left of me there. So I just wanted to make sure that there was no one seeing that. But anyways, it's yeah, that's it's cool. all good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not supposed to be hanging out near the Helip? No, no, it's, it's it, no, it's totally fine. That that's a that's a dual user total hundred percent. Is it okay? Perfect. See, I, I don't, I wouldn't know any better anyway. So yeah, I just plead yeah. ignorance, right? Yeah, exactly. Most of my <laughs> fans probably wouldn't either, but then a lot of the Western guys would, you know. Yeah. But yeah. This looks like a crazy crew here. Yeah, that's a, that was a trip to Revy last year. So, yeah, Colby and, uh, and JFC in the background. Uh, the guy to my uh, right looking at the screen is uh, Jose. That's our distributor out of Chile. Um, cool. So he was over. Uh, he comes over and uh, usually comes over for a couple weeks in December and rides in Sycamus. And then he comes back in March for a couple of weeks and rides and uh, has a great time. And he, he does a, a guided a guide tour program in Chile, and uh, and he's our Marlon distributor there. So we're actually just in the process of doing the logistics of uh, doing a trip over there in uh, late July, early August. We're going to go for a week and and go ride. That's they're you know South America, so they're six months yeah. off us. So they're they're good pal months are June, July, August. So we're going to head over there and uh, go for a rip. So. Well, I seen that skidoo video they had out this sum last yeah. summer, and it was like, "Wow, who'd ever thought you could ride like that in Chile?" Yeah, yeah, they get some epic. Like it's and 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 where Jose's riding area is his tenure. There's there's four mountain range. Uh, there's four. It's four mountain ranges. Well, not mountain ranges. It's all the Andes, but uh, there's four active volcanoes in his tenure. So you can ride. You know, you can ride straight. He has a one shot that's twenty thousand square. It's twenty thousand vertical feet. To the top it's about an eight minute pull like full throttle straight up to get to the top of this thing and uh i guess you just pray that your belt stays together and then you're literally literally, literally looking over into the side of an active volcano so it's it's pretty awesome that is wild yeah should be i love cool. that so is it a big <laughs> is it a big snowmobile community there or is it yeah. some guy selling marlin sled decks is like an alien I think it kind of started out that way a few years ago. There's like, like Chris Brandt goes down there. Chris is another one of our ambassadors and Chris has been going down there for a few years with another, with another fellow that is a, a buddy of, of Jose's. And uh, they kind of started the whole thing going. There was already a bit of a contingent of riders there, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a third world country. So there's not a lot of middle-class there. So the, there's a certain amount of people that can afford sleds and they, they're, they're pretty heavy on their duties for as far as importing things to the country. So it's, kind of like 25% on everything. So if you want a nice truck, it's it's 25% on top of it. You want a sled, it's 25% on top and it's all American dollars. So it, it does get pretty expensive there. 
Um, so these guys like Jose and, and the other fellow there um, that have started these, the rental idea, you know, the rental companies and the guided tours, that's kind of been the ticket because people can afford to go out and do it for a couple of days here and there and not have to own. Right. So that's, yeah. that's kind of their niche. And they're getting a lot of, they're getting, they have a lot of international travel that comes there now to, to sled. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So per, per se, they're not probably really selling sled decks. They're just using the product. Is that? No, safe? no, he does. He yeah. puts his, Jose puts his order in every year. And and in fact, we just finished taking it down to the container. He sends a container out of, uh, he buys his sleds here and he sends, sends them over. And then he puts his product in that 40 foot container as well. So, you know, he's not big volume at this point, but he's, he's working the right direction. This, this particular time he took a bunch of our, our multi-trailers and he kind of feels for, because it's a little harder for people to, to get a one ton truck over there or a three quarter ton, uh, pulling a trailer is pretty acceptable there. Um, so he's going to try the trailer market and he's done good with the decks and really good with the single loaders, but he's hoping that the trailer market's going to really kick in for him too. So that's cool. And then there'll be multi-use for that as well then, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. There's another load of, uh, what are these that we're looking at trailers actually, right? Yeah, I think there's decks on the front there, and then there's boat trailers on the back. There's a <clears throat> one of our new I-beam trailers on the bottom as a tow stack, and then there's uh, some other boat trailers on top of it. So yeah, we when we ship, we we maximize what we got. We got deck space, and we got tow stacks, and we got stuff up over the heady crack. So we try and we try and you know we try and keep the shipping as cheap as we can for our dealers. So yeah, it's good. That's neat. How far would that truck go? Does it come right out east, does it? Or is that uh, no, or? so no, we typically if that's out of our I think that's one of the trucks out of our Washington branch, they'd go to uh they'll go into Montana and then we have a distributor in Minnesota so that, that kind of looks after the Midwest, and then we have a distributor in Boston that kind of looks after the East Coast, and then for the Canadian side, then we have our our branch that kind of we go Edmonton, Winnipeg. That kind of looks across and then diverse go to Cambridge kind of looks after Ontario, Quebec, and then Atlantic Canada as well. So nice. Yeah. More decks, 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 decks. Yeah. We move a lot of decks in the fall. <laughs> That's cool. Huge trailer that are stacked on there. <laughs> what is your season is now like the dealers are ordering your product and then you, you spend yep. the summer making them and then the fall it's all shipped shipped to yep. your, the cows come home kind of thing. Funny you should ask that. Our, our, our sled deck booking program ended today with our dealers. So they've, they've got their orders in and then they'll start, we'll start delivering in, in, uh, in August and September and try to have everything on the ground latest kind of early October. So. Right on. And you're all out of the supply chain problems. Like you, there's no, yeah. there's no yeah. issues with, with uh, product or, or accessories and that type of thing. Yeah, you betcha. No, we're full, full throttle. Yeah, you bet. It's, That's it's great. great. Awesome. Here you are brapping there too in the mountains again. <laughs> powder. Yep. That's yeah. actually a picture from Grizzly Lodge. So anybody that's a little plug in for Adam and the, the guys at Grizzly or the crew at Grizzly, that's if you're coming out west and you want to spend the money, then go to Grizzly. You won't be disappointed. There's no doubt about that. We had them on the show. They were amazing. Great guys. Yeah. Yep, I, I, met them at the, I met them at the Toronto show and we had a hoot. We laughed and laughed and yep. yeah. So that was a, yep. that was a fun show. <laughs> that yeah. was the one, that was the one real bonus of COVID. Um, if you want to look at it that way, because a lot of the, the American guys couldn't come up or American riders couldn't come up. So there was a lot of op empty spots in their calendar. So 
Uh, me and a few buddies got up there way more than we ever did the last few years, which was fantastic. Cause it's, I mean, it's, if you're not booking two years in advance there, you're not getting in. No, that's what he said. Right. It's uh, it's pretty cool. But Nerona seems to get in every year. I, I don't get that. That little dude gets in anywhere. Like he's got the golden key to the city, so he yeah. gets to go for the response. That's right. Yeah, we always bring him along. There's nothing like there's nothing like the stand up comedy of Dave Nerona. So no, he's he's a hoot, man. I love that guy. Yeah. What do you? So that's the sled deck that we're looking at. So those aluminum things below the deck. That's what sits in the box of your truck, is it? Correct. Yep, that's the legs. You bet. So yep. they're not different heights, like every every like Chevy's not different height than a Ford or they all are. the manufacturers keep them st standard, do they? No, they're all different. So our legs are a standard height at 21 inches and then we adjust. So the leg comes down and you don't see it in this picture, but the leg actually sits in a shoe and that shoe has five, five millimeter shims in it on all four corners. So that oh. five millimeters gives you like it's 25 millimeters. So it's an inch. So every truck is within 20 to 22 inches. So those five shims, you can, you can add or subtract however you need to bring it down to the, to the height of the truck that, that you want. So. Oh, that's a clever idea. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah it works, works well. And very and heavy duty. Also, what the shoe also gives a big foot, uh, a big imprint, a big footprint to carry the weight. So that's, you know, when, when Ford switched to the aluminum boxes and everybody was freaking out about how tough are they and blah, 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 um, the, that footprint, you know, it dispenses, disperses the weight very nicely because of the square inches that we have on the ground. So, yeah. yeah. Well, how much weight can one of those decks hold? 2,850 pounds. Wow. That's great. So there's no issue with with a couple of sleds or a side by side or anything like that on them. It's uh, no, they're heavy duty. Yeah, you bet. I, you can tell I didn't put these in any order. They just randomly show up. So <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Probably the same day as the last one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the turbo really that's, that's what a G5 likes to do. <laughs> yeah, I bet, right? The turbo really uh really likes to wheelie, does it? Yeah, it sure does, especially in party mode. Yeah, do you have the adjustable limiter strap on it? Yeah, yeah. You Is bet. that where the party mode comes in? You just flip yeah. that down so it's right off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we actually right have on. stickers. We have stickers that we over we put stickers over top of the factory stickers and it actually says party mode on there. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, there we go. That was all the pictures that we had. That, thanks for sending those in. That was great. Yeah, you yeah. Betcha. a lot of fun. So, um, the uh, if anyone has any questions, fire them up in the chat there. Uh, but uh, again, marlinproducts.com and also check out Marlin on Instagram and Facebook and any other social media. YouTube, it sounds like you've got some videos on YouTube and uh. Yeah. And uh, make sure you follow them. And if you have any questions, reach out to Marlon. Somebody will answer you right away for sure. You bet. Renegade X is great show. Thanks, Brett and Gary. Excellent info. And he's going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to have some supper. You guys are going to bed. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no kidding. For sure. But no, I, I appreciate your time tonight uh, as well. I won't keep you much longer. Did you have anything else to add to the, to your products. Was there anything we didn't touch on tonight that you wish you did? 
No, I think we, I think we did touch on everything. I just, yeah, I appreciate the time and the opportunity and hopefully answered a few questions and just, yeah, direct people to the website. And like I said, we are, we, we do pride ourselves on customer service. So yeah, if you, you pick up the phone, somebody's going to answer for you. And if they don't, we'll, somebody will get back to you pretty darn quick. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll actually put the, the website and the, the social channels in the description of this video. And it'll be live on podcast uh, platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast tomorrow. And uh, I thank you for your time tonight, Brett. That was awesome. I learned hey, a lot. Got- and it makes me, makes me want to get a, get a single loader even more now. Well, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. We need to get you one for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, hey, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's uh, very cool. I uh, again thank you. You're you, you're instantly uh, loved to be on the show, and we got you on. I'm glad we did, and and uh, we'll be chatting for sure. So if you want to hang around, chat after I roll the credits, uh, I'll just run the credits, and away we go. But thanks everybody for watching. Make sure you got one week left for the Energy Power Sports uh, Spring Check. So get in there if you if you're on the fence about getting a new snowmobile, new ski doo. Make sure you give them a call and and uh, and see what they have uh, left on order. I know the smart shocks and big screens were limited quantities, and and uh, you know make sure you get them if you're if you want to get in line. Have a good night, guys. It's a journey for